This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And today is Thursday, June 18th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the Bucks County District Attorney announced the arrests of three men in child sex abuse cases on Wednesday. 60-year-old David Hoffman of Bristol Township is accused of sexually abusing a child beginning when the victim was only five years old and continuing for years. 50, listen to this story. It's, I mean, like, as if that's not enough. 57-year-old Louis Aiello of Pendell is accused of raping that same boy when the youngster was 11 years old. And what makes the case that much more disturbing and confusing is that authorities do not believe that Hoffman and Aiello personally knew each other at the time. Bucks County DA Matt Weintraub says Hoffman and Aiello were both friends of the victim's family. We don't know of any association between the two, which is something we will look uh, look to explore further as we continue our investigation. In a completely unrelated case. Authorities in Bucks County have also announced the arrest of John Michael Evans of Tullytown. The 40-year-old suspect is accused of sexually abusing and trafficking a 16-year-old over the past few months. Evans has been formally accused of sexually abusing another teenager three years ago. And Bucks County DA Matt Weintraub says that uh, he has reason to believe that the two are not uh, Evans' only victims. He says Mr. Evans had extensive access to children, unfortunately, as a bus driver for the uh, Pensbury and Bristol Township School Districts, as well as a youth sports coach. Weintraub wants to hear from anyone who may have been abused by any of these three men, all three of whom have been arrested over the past few days. He says, if you are ready to do so, I don't urge you, I don't rush you, but I want you to know that we will protect you going forward. All three men face a list of charges, including sexual assault of a minor. Anyone with further information in any of these cases is asked to contact police. Authorities use popular websites, including Etsy, Poshmark, and LinkedIn to identify a woman who has since been charged for arson of two Philadelphia police vehicles during the unrest that followed peaceful protests on May 30th. 33-year-old Lore Elizabeth Blumenthal of Philadelphia is currently in federal custody and had her initial court appearance on Tuesday. According to U.S. Attorney William McSwain, on May 30th, two vehicles, one Philadelphia Police Department sedan and one PPD SUV, were parked on the north side of City Hall during the violence that began around City Hall following peaceful protests, Blumenthal allegedly set fire to both vehicles. According to the complaint, various videos captured her wearing protective goggles and gloves, taking a flaming piece of uh, wood uh, from the police barrier uh, in from the rear window of the sedan, and it was already on fire, and then shoving that into the SUV. So she broke the glass out and then threw the the lit material into the car. Into the car. Within minutes, the SUV was also completely engulfed in flames. As a result of the fire, both Philadelphia Police Department vehicles were destroyed, officials said. Mm. But the FBI says it was Blumenthal's T-shirt and a forearm tattoo that helped authorities identify her. Okay. Isn't it wild that they were able to to, to yeah. find something on Etsy and then trail it backwards from that yeah, picture? Yeah, how did that end up on Etsy? All right, so here's what happened. Uh, in amateur photos given to authorities, she is seen wearing a T-shirt that says, keep the immigrants, deport the racists. They were able to trace that T-shirt back to, back to an Etsy shop where a review was left by a user that dis- displayed a Philadelphia location. Isn't that wild? Oh. Investigators uh, say open searches for the username led them to Poshmark. So this girl, Laura Elizabeth, had a Poshmark account. So they, they then went to Poshmark. Uh, they then searched Laura Elizabeth in the Philadelphia area 
and that led investigators to a LinkedIn profile for a woman who was employed as a massage therapist. Uh, they called the where she supposedly worked and got her home address, and they were able to identify her through her driver's license. And the tattoo. And the tattoo, right? Yeah. Exactly. So in several of the videos that appeared uh, to be a few years old on wherever she worked, I guess this massage therapy company, uh, the woman is seen with the same peace sign forearm tattoo as in the amateur videos that were given to investigators. A phone number was listed on the website and officials were able to confirm her home address. We at the U.S. Attorney's Office fully support the First Amendment right of people to assemble uh, peaceably and to petition their government. But torching a police car has nothing to do with peaceful protests or any legitimate message. It is a violent and despicable act that will be prosecuted in the district uh, in the district to the fullest extent of the law, said U.S. Attorney uh, McSwain. Anybody who engaged in such acts can stand by to put your hands behind your back and head to federal prison. We are coming for you. I wonder how, like, of all the things that we saw unfold that week, um, you know, which one holds, like, the the highest or the, the harshest penalty? You know, obviously, assault would be, you know, up there. But, like... Um, they were flat-out murders. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, but, like, I, I mean, I mean, aside from that stuff, like, breaking windows, but, like, a police vehicle, I wonder... Yeah, that's pretty... Well, if convicted, Blumenthal faces a maximum possible sentence of 10 years in prison, followed by three years of supervised release and a fine of up to a quarter million dollars. Mm. Oof. Yeah, so that's that's pretty steep. The coronavirus pandemic has forced massive layoffs and the suspension of the popular Halloween attraction Terror Behind the Walls located at the former Eastern State Penitentiary. Officials say they have they had to lay off about 40 percent of its staff and reduce salaries just to keep the historic site up and running. The site was funded primarily on income from Terror Behind the Walls, fundraising events and admission fees. COVID-19 forced a halt to all revenue on March 14th. The annual Halloween Halloween event, which goes for over a month, funds 63 of the operations and maintenance on the iconic former prison that was built in 1822 and became a model for over 300 prisons worldwide. So some of the Hollywood, uh, Hollywood, Halloween uh, exhibits will, I think, be able to move along in, you know, reduced attendance levels. So like hay rides and stuff like that. That one in particular, though, you're you're jammed. You're in you're a j- yeah, yeah, you're in yeah. a jail. The prison closed in 1971, but caretakers provide year-round tours and educational programs. Officials say they intend to reopen for historic tours sometime in July, but still anticipate a huge loss in revenue while COVID-19 restrictions remain in place. Preparations for terror behind the walls has been underway for months. However, modifying the haunted attraction to comply with anticipated COVID-19 guidelines would have presented significant operational challenges and financial risk, the organization said in a news release. Fans looking to tour the site this summer can expect a new audio tour featuring the big graph, a 16-foot bar graph depicting the historic rise of U.S. incarceration rates and the deep racial disparities in the U.S. prison population. Officials say these difficult decisions will help put them into a be- the best position to welcome vis- visitors once the economy bounces back. In sports this morning... <laughs> Major League Baseball has sent a proposal for a 60-game season at full prorated pay to the MLB Players Association. No deal is official, but the league commissioner, Rob Manfred, and ML, uh, MLBPA executive director, Tony Clark, having met recently, say the latest offer is seen as significant process. Under the proposal, the season would begin on July 19th with a 60-game slate containing 10 off days. Sources on both sides of the negotiation said that there is an expectation that further talks will result in a schedule of about 65 games. 
With baseball returning the end of June and the end of July, we'll see a lot of activity. The Phillies could start spring training in South Philly in under two weeks on or close to June 29th. The Sixers should start camp on June 30th and resume their a season on July 29th, and the Flyers could start camp July 10th with the NHL playoffs at the end of July, and the Eagles are also scheduled to begin their training camp in late July. 38-year-old Serena Williams says she will play in this year's U.S. Open tennis tournament. The 23-time Grand Slam champion announced her intentions in a video message saying, I really cannot wait to return to New York and play the U.S. Open 2020. I feel like the USTA is going to do a really good job of ensuring everything is amazing and everything is perfect for everyone uh, and everyone is safe. The U.S. Open is scheduled to be held in New York from August 31st to September 13th and would be the first tennis major played since the sport was suspended in March because of the pandemic. And finally, Fran Dumphy, the legendary college basketball coach and educator who led the Temple Owls for 13 seasons before retiring as head coach after the 2019 season, will take on a new role at Temple University as the director of athletics. Dumphy wow. is an all-time winningest coach in Philadelphia's Big Five history and led the Temple men's basketball team to 10 postseason appearances, including eight NCAA tournaments in his 13 seasons as head coach. Off the court, Dumphy is well-known for his devotion to sports, young people, education, and community service. He, in fact, is a worldly known good guy. Yeah. And that's what I have for you this morning. He's a good man. We love that yeah. guy, That's man. awesome news. Coach Dumpy. And yeah. he, isn't he the one who, I, uh, during, co- he would also teach classes. Yeah. yeah. He would have to yeah. leave camp out to make it to class. To yeah. To yeah. 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 Always have to go make sure he's molding those young minds yeah. as well as uh, is helping them out athletically. He, he also has a very wry, self-deprecating yes, wit. Yes, he does. Yes, that he is does. so yeah. funny. Yeah, that's kind of a cool. wink and a nod. With yeah. yeah, yeah. Very happy for him. That's cool. Well, uh, welcome. How do? Doing well. Pretty good. Honestly, good. I was tired as hell yesterday. I'm coming out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Me too. And then I realized I had a gas leak and all was good. Oh, that's so, right. Oh, yeah. You were just a little lightheaded I, I from the so gas. I got it's you. fine now. I got you. <laughs> All right. Well, it is indeed a Thursday, and uh, I'll say it again by Casey's calculations. For by the end of the show, it'll actually be Friday. Yeah. So that's Woo. a wonderful thing. I love that. Uh, I love that thought process. But we have a lot of stuff happening on the, the program today, and we're excited about our guest. Uh, number one, Harry Connick Jr. is going to be on show, and he's promoting a Grammy tribute that they're going to be doing. It's called United We Sing, and it's a tribute for unsung heroes. And uh, we'll find out what that's all about when we talk to him. It's coming up on Sunday on CBS. Uh, but Harry, Harry's an outstanding musician on top of a really great actor, too. The last time we talked to him, he was in studio, right? Yes, sir. Was that when he, he was yeah, here? Yeah. yeah. Cool. So uh, we'll spend some time with Harry. Uh, Harry. Harry. And then uh, <laughs> later on, actually, Harry! right after that, uh, we have the amazing, uh, legendary Jim Gardner on the program because 6ABC is doing a special. It's an anniversary special tonight on the 50th anniversary of Action News. I- I'm so crazy excited about Me this. too. Because they've been showing these archival clips, and I'm like, wow, look at that. I mean, it's we know these people, we, but I'm, I'm not that familiar with the earliest, earliest no, days. I'd love to see about it. Yeah. yeah, so we'll talk to Jim and uh, what we can expect and maybe get some of his memories of uh, the yeah. early days because uh, he's been there for a long time. So, All right, uh, so these things and more are taking place. I'm sure we have some things to give away. In fact, we'll start with that when we return because we'll have a stupid question ready for you and uh, we'll go through... Uh, the entertainment stories. There's some kind of heavy, intense things going on in the world of entertainment. And some light, fun stuff, too. So we'll mix it in. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places.
Are you ready for love and ready to get engaged? Then visit Steven Singer Jewelers at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so we're going to give away a digital download of the action-packed uh, thrill ride, Sniper Assassin's End, if you can answer this stupid trivia question. And it has to do with Bill Gates. Here's what we want to do. We want you to name the operating system that Bill Gates provided to IBM in 1980, cementing Microsoft's place as a major player in the computing field. The operating system that Bill Gates provided to IBM in 1980. Call now. Let's see if you know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. Going to go through some birthdays. I'm going to start at the bottom and work oh, my you're way going up, Casey. Okay. Yeah, Ooh, I'm exciting. Save start from the that, bottom. That one from la- for last. Yes, too bad Bill's not here to, to hear. That's uh, my boy. Go in a different order. Than... <laughs> He's so proud. I've uh, never been more proud of Preston. Uh, Dizzy Reed, who's the keyboardist for Guns N' Roses, celebrates his uh, 57th birthday. Guns N' Roses is one of those bands now where you're like, oh, yeah, there was that person in that band. I know, and I keyboard i'm like oh yeah okay yeah of course they had a keyboard it just doesn't come to mind yeah just not part of the classic yeah. lineup of the band slash right. and duff and uh like their tuba player steven always gets tyler. overlooked i almost said steven tyler uh steve adler and so on uh but dizzy yeah uh, has some big parts in some songs like this like uh november Rain. he is one of those guys that's been there since the beginning no kidding yeah uh, um so i don't think he's ever actually left the band i think he's just sort of stuck with axel the whole time like right. they make it's quite possible they don't know he's there right uh, yeah. <laughs> they, oh, yeah, dizzy's here they, i thought you were a roadie <laughs> Uh, Dizzy Reed is 57 today. Also another musician. I bring this up for my daughter because he's a huge 21 Pilots fan. Josh Dunn, uh, the drummer. And he uh, just recently got married uh, to, and damn it, I, I'm I'm going to forget the actress's name. Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Oh, Debbie Ryan? Debbie Ryan, Oh, yeah. no way. Yeah, they had a baby not too long ago. Uh, or no, no, that was... Um, that's the other dude. Uh, Josh got married. I get them confused. You're thinking of Duff McKagan. I'm thinking of Duff McKagan. Uh, but he's a great drummer, man. They uh, there's some. My my daughter opened up the world to me on this band, and she I'm, picked a good band. I must say, I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. They, they do have substance to them, and uh, very talented uh, musicians. So Josh Dunn is 32 years old today. Uh, Steve Richard Madden yeah. of Game of Thrones and a show that you and I loved. A, 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 uh, originally ran on the BBC. It's called Bodyguard. If you don't know this guy, if you saw uh, Rocket Man, he's yes. uh, one of the uh, managers for Elton John. Yeah, manager slash lover. And uh, to me, he's a very strong candidate to replace Daniel Craig as James Bond. I agree. Uh, he's he's a good actor. He's yep. got the chiseled features. Bodyguard is such a good show. Season two should be out soon. Oh, they're awesome. going to do a second season? Yeah, they're doing a second season. Uh, nice. I watched that twice. It was, yeah. I think it was like, I don't know, six or eight episodes or something you, you like that. You can knock it off quickly, and I'll tell you what. It is uh, the uh, the absolute definition of a nail-biter. Yep, and of course, he was Rob Stark in Game of Thrones. He is 34 today. Blake Shelton. Oh. Coach on The Voice. Significant other of Gwen Stefani, which I have some news about her in The Voice coming up in a little while. She looks great. They seem to be happy. I was just watching. He, he did an SNL uh, guest hosting thing, and they did a parody of a country song called the like the Magic Boot or something like that. <laughs> like it was, a, it was a cowboy boot okay. that granted your wishes. Okay. <laughs> and Shelton sings it with such conviction, the way he would if he was singing a country ballad, yeah. that it's hilarious. He, you can tell he's got a great sense yeah. of humor. He's uh, 44 today. 
Isabella Rossellini. Hey! Uh, actress and model. Uh, movies like Blue Velvet. And, Mommy. And what was the uh, the one where... Death um, Becomes Her? Yes, thank you. Yep. Where, where, they, where she's very uh, sexy. Ex, uh, yeah. yeah, most definitely. She is uh, 68. Who is her... She has a famous mother, Her, her right? mother is Ingrid Bergman? I yeah. think you're yeah. correct, yes. Yeah, she was married to Marty Scorsese for a little while. Ooh, Marty. So she's Marty. 68 today. <laughs> she probably knows Bobby De Niro. Uh, yeah. Carol Kane, the squeaky-voiced actress from TK. Yeah. And uh, she was also in uh, uh, lots of movies. Princess Bride and Scrooge. What's and- the line in Princess Bride where she goes like, I'm not, I'm not, a, oh, I'm, I'm not, not a witch, witch. I'm, I'm your wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she is uh, 68 today. Kate, if you want to see her topless, she's in a movie called The Last Detail, where I she plays a hooker. Totally want to see is her topless. topless? Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. okay. And then the last birthday, I saved this one, the number one on my celebrity list, Mr. Paul McCartney. Oh, wow. Celebrates his birthday today, and uh, he is turning 78 years old. Uh, Steve and I had a chance to talk to the former... Uh, CEO, our, our former company uh, here at MMR, uh, got to spend essentially a weekend with Paul, and just they said, were staying at the same place. They were staying at the same hotel. They yeah. saw each other. They started chit chatting. Next thing you know, they they ended up doing yoga together. <laughs> and he just said he's he's <laughs> the worldly known good guy. Paul McCartney, from what I can understand, and all anecdotal evidence would suggest. Sometimes seems to be unaware that he's Paul McCartney. Yeah. Uh, the way he's just, he hangs out. I mean, he, like, and when he travels, he doesn't travel with an entourage. It's, right. it's pretty wild. Yeah. Yep. If I were at the same place that he were at all weekend long, I would be doing every, uh, oh my God, you're here. I love yoga. I love hot yoga. Yeah, Wait, yeah. you play squash too? Uh, Everywhere <laughs> he ended up. I'd yep. be like, that's so crazy. Right. Paul, there's a Ruth's Chris right around the corner. You want to go for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> just... Vegetarian, right? <laughs> but I tell you, I, in my interaction with him, he was just the nicest guy. He knew I was so nervous. That's awesome. And he calmed me down and Aww. it was very complimentary. <laughs> very complimentary. Very, you know, I can't say enough about, you know, and it was only you know, ten minutes that I spent with him, but a lot it was of people don't know you. You were amazing. first eighteen years of your life. You were a hunchback, and when he laid his hand on the bump, <laughs> I stood up right. Yeah. 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 Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> but he's amazing. Uh, so happy birthday to one of the most brilliant musicians in the world, Mr. Paul McCartney, seventy-eight years old today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, name the operating system that Bill Gates provided to IBM in 1980, cementing Microsoft's place as a major player in the computing field. 215-263-WMMR. And we are going to go to Mike for the answer. Hey, Mike, good morning, sir. Good morning. All right, Mike, what is the operating system, please? Is it MS-DOS? It is MS-DOS. You are correct. Which I believe stands for Disk Operating System. One moment, sir. We're going to get your information. And we are going to set you up with a digital download of the action-packed thrill ride Sniper Assassin's End, starring Chad Michael and Chad Michael Collins and Tom Berenger. Legendary sniper Thomas Beckett and his son, Special Ops Sniper Brandon Beckett, are on the run from the CIA. We're Sally Beckett. Russian mercenaries and the uh, Yakuza-trained assassins. And uh, it's available now on digital Blu-ray and DVD from Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. I don't want to ruin anything, Steve, but to Sally Beckett, something happens to her in the beginning of the movie. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. don't, don't yeah. tell me anymore. No, I want to watch it. All right, so 
This is pretty wild. This has been brewing for a while, but that 70s show actor Danny Masterson has been charged officially with three counts of rape involving incidents between 2001 and 2003. Uh, L.A. prosecutors said this was wild to see the headline pop up yesterday because you're right, Preston. It, it's been something that they've been talking about, it seems like now for years, mm-hmm. and uh, they finally brought the hammer down. The district attorney's office uh, said Masterson is accused of raping a 23-year-old woman between January and December 2001, a 28-year-old woman in April 2003, and a 23-year-old woman between October and December 2003. All of the alleged crimes took place at his home in in the Hollywood Hills. Um, He was arrested yesterday and released on $3.3 million bail. Uh, His arraignment is scheduled for September 18th. That's pretty high uh, number they stuck him with, but he uh, he could make it. Yeah, yeah or Scientology bail. maybe bailed him out. I don't it's really possible, know. It's possible, yeah. Uh, Masterson's attorney, Tom Messero, said, Mr. Masterson is innocent, and we're confident that he will be exonerated when all the evidence finally comes to light and witnesses have the opportunity to testify. Messero handled uh, Michael Jackson's, one of his cases. He added, obviously, Mr. Masterson and his wife are in complete shock considering that these nearly 20-year-old allegations are suddenly resulting in charges being filed. But they and their family are comforted knowing that ultimately the truth will come out. The people who know Mr. Masterson know his character and know the allegations to be false. Some brutal stuff. If convicted, he could face, uh, face a sentence of up to 45 years uh, to life in state prison. Uh, the DA's office said the uh, office declined to file sexual assault charges against Masterson in two other cases. One for insufficient evidence and the other based on the statute of limitations. So, obviously, mm. this is going to be a big story for oh, a while yeah. now. So. Yeah. You see this um, picture that we have up in the studio. The Associated Press put out, I guess, you know, a headline, a breaking news headline, and Leah Remini commented on it. Uh, she wrote, finally, victims are being heard when it comes to Scientology. Praise the Lord. This is just the beginning. Scientology, your days of getting away with it is coming to an end. Mm. And then she's got a link in her bio. So, yeah, Leah Remini... Obviously, uh, you know, thinks that the church is behind covering that up and yeah, a few other things. Yeah, so. absolutely. It's been a mission of hers. Wow. Um, all right, moving on to lighter stuff. Kristen Stewart has been recruited to play Princess Diana in an upcoming drama about the end of her marriage to Prince Charles. Uh, huh. pa- Pablo Larraín will direct and will follow Three Days Over Christmas at Sandringham Estate, and in which Diana realized that she wanted to leave the royal family. At first, I, I saw the headline. And I was like, I don't know. And then I saw a side by side shot of Princess Di and Kristen Stewart with blonde hair, and I'm like, it's You in, know what? It's Actually, in the ballpark. It's yeah. pretty good casting. I, I just don't agree with Louis Anderson as Prince Charles. Well, <laughs> maybe he can lose some weight between now and filming. Do you think? I don't know. Uh, and they fill in the gap yeah. in his teeth and everything. Uh, uh, it's wonderful being a royal. Uh, Lorraine told Deadline, uh, we all grew up, at least I did, my generation, reading and understanding what a fairy tale is. Usually, the prince comes and finds the princess, invites her to become his wife, and eventually she becomes queen. That is the fairy tale. When someone decides not to be the queen and says, I'd rather go and be myself, it's a big, big decision. A fairy tale upside down. I've always been very surprised by that and thought that it must have been very hard to do. That is the heart of the movie. Uh, several Princess Dive fans denounced the move on the grounds that Stuart will not be capable of emoting enough. I think she will be. I think she will be, too. And yeah. also, uh, Princess Di was kind of demure. Stoic. Yeah, she, she was, was stoic. Yeah. Uh, there, were, there were rare glimpses when they had interviews where she got a little bit emotional. Yeah. But uh, you, 
I don't know if you remember all the way back, Preston, but when the uh, when this was all going down, you always sort of got the notion that she was kind of going along with what people were suggesting she do when she married Prince Charles. It never oh, yeah. seemed like, oh, my God, he's awesome. Yeah, no, I agree. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> so she's going to play Princess Di. I think, that's, uh, I, I think that'll be better than people may anticipate it to be. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox appeared to confirm their romance when they stepped out Monday in Los Angeles. They were holding hands and kissing... And uh, now the 30-year-old is hitting up social media to share a love-swept video. May I propose a new name for you? Sure. John Dillinger Elliott. I was thinking something along those lines. Or Birdman, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> other not? infamous criminals. Absolutely. We can come up with. Charles Manson Elliott. What do you think she calls him? Like, machine or? Probably machine Mac. Man? Mac. Mac. I don't yeah. know. Uh, gun. Yeah. Pud. Pud. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> oh, Pud. Oh, Pud. Hold my hand. <laughs> That's so Pud. <laughs> on Instagram, <laughs> on Instagram story, he shows a brunette woman in a leather jacket eating sushi on a blanket covered in roses, mm. watching the sunset. <laughs> sunset. <laughs> Look at that sunset. I was still thinking sushi. This <laughs> <laughs> sunset is. Is just beautiful. <laughs> so romantic. Yeah. Uh, you say you're the groundskeeper of the country club? <laughs> uh, wow. So anyhow, they were watching the sunset, and he captioned it, In love. In love. And he also... Recent, I, I love you. He also recently tweeted out lyrics from the song Bloody Valentine, <laughs> which uh, starred Fox in its video. And he wrote, I'm calling you girlfriend. Girl. What the F? Man, life, life imitated art on that one. I'll tell you this. Uh, as with, I uh, know, the Post Malone was sort of a revelation on how talented he was. This guy's actually pretty good as well. I've yeah. seen some stuff that he does, and he's okay. he's actually um, legit. I don't know anything about his music. I yeah. just know he played Tommy Lee in the dirt, and he was good He was that. really good in that. Uh, his real name is Colson Baker. That's kind of a cool Very name. Colson? Yeah, Colson. Uh, yeah, I have a friend of ours. They named their son Colson. Okay. And they kind of made it up. It's not like they heard it somewhere and they were like, hmm. Yeah, maybe like they also invented pizza. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a source told uh, People Magazine of their romance. They hang out at Megan's several times a week. She only sees him when the boys are with Brian. Now, that's the big thing. Is, is he going to be into being with someone or dating someone who's got three kids? Yeah. He has a child of his own. There you oh, go. Okay. All right. Then maybe he can, yeah, make that work. Little gun. Uh, Green, by the way, Brian Austin Green, uh, the the ex to Megan Fox we were talking about yesterday, has been spotted out with Courtney Stodden. Oh, man. Who's 25 years old. He's 46. Before Although- you think they're dating, they always gather to play chess in the park. Uh, by the way, according according to TMZ, they met online. Yes, they did. And are just pals. Well, yeah. this this could get interesting, though, at least for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I like Brian Austin Green. I'm actually excited about well, so that's much. the thing. I like him. Yeah. and can't stand her, or at least when she was with the other dude and all of that that came out and her song and everything. So, uh, listen, I like him. That's why I'm a little disappointed, but it's going to get interesting if they yeah. are a couple. I think his head's sort of spinning because it's clear that he would prefer to be with Megan Fox, mm-hmm. and uh, she's... Uh, she doesn't want to be. The word was she went off to do this movie in Europe, and then she came back with this acknowledgement. She was straight up to him. She said, listen, I realize that right now I'm happier when I'm away from you, and, and 
uh, she wants she wanted to pursue that. And to Brian Austin Green's credit, he said, "Well, okay, hey, I, if that's what you need to do, and that was that." But do you know, you know it's, what, uh, it's kind of a leveling thing to I hear. Know, I know what you're going to observe. Well, uh, no, what I, I'm going to use a word okay. to describe Courtney Stodden, and and and, and I, I think this fits perfectly. Please. Bimbo. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. thank you. Which is a word I love. It doesn't uh-huh. get used much. It's like pud. Yeah. Pud, yeah. You just don't hear bimbo that much. Like bimbo Jackie... is the pud of uh, female references. Right. It's like uh, Jackie Gleason's wife in uh, The Toy. You remember her? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Teresa Ganzel. That's the actress, yeah. 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 Uh, what were you going to say, Nick? What did you think? I just find it fascinating on social media. And, uh, the, you know, do whatever you want on your own accounts. But, you know, when, when you support Black Lives Matters, that's great. Um, but when you're surrounded by bimbo shots of yourself. He's right. And There's... when you go to the Instagram account and see, you know, Courtney Stodden looking like a, a blonde bimbo and then surrounded by I Can't Breathe stuff. It's just like it, the juxtaposition of the two. It seems opportunistic, doesn't it? It does. It seems, yeah. Slightly, yeah. It yes. seems like you're uh, you're just signaling. She's huh. one of those people with with makeup and without makeup are like. Two different people. Really? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, moving on. I have a couple other things. In a, a new document released yesterday, uh, the National Transportation Safety Board officials said that uh, Kobe Bryant's helicopter pilot, uh, Ara Zaboyan, uh, was most likely severely disoriented by fog seconds before crashing into a hill back in January. That's, I think, what we assumed, and, and they seem to have confirmed in the Preston, officials. Yes. January. It would happen yeah, in yeah, January. Yeah, it seems it, like it was a year ago. Uh, the officials also say they have evidence that shows that Zboyan thought that he was ascending when the chopper was actually going downward. Uh, investigators claim that just moments before the crash, Zboyan told air traffic controllers he was climbing to 4,000, and air traffic control asked him what he intended to do once he got to that altitude. Uh, the NTSB said that Zboyan never responded and had crashed at that point. So this, the word was is that this was Kobe Bryant's pilot of choice right. yeah. always requested this guy and was always the one who ended up flying him or most often flew him and his daughter uh around but uh yep. yeah how do you i mean to to think you're ascending when you're descending listen i've i've heard from from pilots that when you don't have orientation yeah. you have no idea which way is up? I mean, gravity doesn't even right, give you right. a clue as to what's up. You and can down. get yeah, lost. Don't they, you can, yeah, absolutely. Don't, don't they have instruments they have and altimeters and all that stuff? But like, who knows? Who knows? Uh, there should just be like an icon of a hand with a finger pointing and a down yeah. or up. Yeah. In fact, that's how John John JFK Jr. died. He was not instrument trained. No. He was flying at night mm-hmm. and thought over that water he, could, he yeah. could do it. And and you know, I guess if you're not. If you don't clearly know how to fly by instrumentation, it can be deadly. Clearly, yeah. So a friend of mine was uh, that I grew up with. He is uh, he was in the DEA, and, and um, he, I guess he was in a helicopter, and they were over water, so right? He, and it's very disorienting. It's very disorienting, and so they didn't crash, but they came like really, really close to doing so because of what, I guess whatever the pilot thought he was looking at. Yep. He thought he was going up, and he wasn't. And you know, it's, here's here's the thing. Just just take out any uh, version of flight simulator, mm-hmm. and 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 they do have a <laughs> night flying mode, an instrumentation mode, and I just tried it. I crashed within a quarter second. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, by the way, autopsy results showed that Zaboyan was not high on alcohol, drugs at the time of the crash, or anything along those lines. But yeah, this mm-hmm. is what they've uh, found out recently. Now, and another story about uh, Kobe. HBO ordered the immediate removal of a billboard that was covering uh, some Mamba art. Uh, in L.A. on Tuesday, shortly after H, uh, an HBO ad was placed over a piece of artwork depicted. It was a mural, a yeah. mural of Kobe. Uh, uh, officials at the company called to have it taken down. Um, TMZ was told that HBO was not aware that the billboard would be placed over the art. Don't and you- once it saw that it was concealed, the network realized that... Uh, 
they had to get it out of there immediately. Right. Uh, the signage was ripped away in a swift manner, and the artwork was not damaged in any way. Um, but it's also the, the um, where that is. There, there could be another ad that goes up because it's on a spot where the uh, the owner, the vendor, owns the murals, has plans to hang billboards over it eventually, and so uh, it's going to be a tough call. It will I know, be. That, especially because this particular piece of art. A is gorgeous, and B it's revered. Yeah, you know people and go to it's, visit it. It's it's got wings on yeah, it. It's yeah. as if you know it may have been done after he died. I'm not 100 percent sure uh, on that, but uh, nonetheless, they they were like, "Uh, oh, get that down right away." <laughs> yeah. All right, here's another heavy piece of uh, news, celebrity news. Uh, comic Chris uh, Delia, or Delia, I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce his last name, but we've had him on the show before. He's been accused of preying on young girls online. By Simone Rossi, who posted screenshots of uh, direct message conversations that she claimed she had with him on Twitter when she was 16 and he was in his 30s. She had stated the thread or started the thread by saying that um, the literal irony of uh, Delia, now 40, being cast in the Netflix series You as a secret child molester did not escape her. Imagine being 16, she wrote, and being groomed by a stand-up comedian twice your age. And the only reason you never met up and never got physically molested was because you had just gotten a boyfriend of your own your own age. She wrote alongside the screenshots, I guess, of the conversation that yeah. she had with him. Yeah. Um, she said, for the longest time, I thought that it was embarrassing for me uh, that I was interacting with this older man. But he was the one who DM'd me on Twitter and was the one who was twice my age and was the one that used the power of uh, imbalance between us to his advantage. So F. Chris Delia and another woman named Abby Grills uh, piped in with her own stories and shared screenshots. Uh, He broke his silence in a statement to TMZ saying, I have never knowingly pursued any underage woman at any point. All of my relationships have been both legal and consensual, and I have never met or exchanged any inappropriate photos with the people who have tweeted about me. So that's what he had to say. Yeah, um, you know, there's... and he's he's good friend. I'd be curious what Whitney Cummings says because she is a good friend of his. She actually cast him as her husband in that sitcom that they did. So I'll be curious to see what. There's her a chance he reached out to these girls not knowing how old they were, very and then possible. they spoke, and then they, you know, I, I and, who and there, knows. There are some. Yeah, I think this this is a case of you need to let it breathe a bit. Yep. Uh, Johnny Depp is claiming that his ex-wife Amber Heard had a threesome with Elon Musk. And Cara Delevingne. Let this be uh, a <laughs> advice to all of you wondering whether or not you should enter some sort of technical school. <laughs> he had a threesome with Amber Heard and Cara Delevingne. Yeah. You better go all the way or else you're not going to end up in a threesome with Cara right, Delevingne right. and Amber Heard. Kath, is Elon Stem, Musk... that's all I have to say. Is Elon <laughs> Musk attractive? Not to me, not really. Okay. Uh, Depp made the accusation against his ex in his ongoing defamation suit against her. Uh, he reportedly won't rule out serving Delavine with a subpoena on the subject. Ah, uh-huh. so they she may may have to come forward. I'll I tell you what. Really know the uh, Casey and I were talking about this yesterday. The a lot of the Amber Heard stuff has really gotten um, dismantled as they start to do the uh, the investigations here. There, obviously, that audio came out about hit, her berating him and stuff like that, so yeah. I don't know how all this is going to finish off finally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. 30 Rock is set to return for one night only, Thursday, July 16th. The NBC series will return for a special upfront event. I don't know what an upfront event is. An upfront is usually when they're doing the, uh, they sort of are announcing their new TV seasons. 
Huh. Uh, so I, 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 this must be used in a different way. Yeah, I think it's so, a, a part of Peacock, right? The new streaming service. Maybe it's for Peacock. Because Peacock's probably carrying all the uh, the yeah. Thirty Rock. And so, um, and what I heard is that they're going to time travel. They're going to huh. the cast from Thirty Rock is going to be set in 1997. So there's going to it's going to be very meta and very inside and, oh, that's and cool. a, a typical, uh, you know, Tina Fey type of uh, you know genius com- uh, comedic writing. I'd rather uh, have one of my favorite. One of my favorite sitcoms in in, in the past 15, 20 years. I, I, I love Thirty Rock. It was so great. great. Uh, so Tina will be there. Alec Baldwin, Tracy Morgan, Jane Krasowski, um, Jack McBrayer. Uh, they're all going to do this. They're going to have uh, guest appearances. Uh, other special guest guest appearances will pop up. So it's going to be Thursday, July sixteenth, eight p.m. on NBC. What did they refer to uh, Comcast as? Was it Cable World? Uh, Cable Town. Cable Town. And then they will be rebroadcast across USA Network, Bravo, E, Oxygen, Sci-Fi, CNBC, as well as be available to stream on Peacock Friday, July 17th at 9 p.m. Cable Town with a K, by the way. (laughs) I have to say, if you haven't activated uh, Peacock, there's a ton of stuff, Preston. Is it free? ton of stuff. If you have Xfinity, it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, By the way, so I did on Xfinity, and then I tried to on a Roku, and there is an app called Peacock on Roku. Is it? It's no. It's 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 birds. It's a bird. There's just a, a giant picture of a peacock with, with the weather on it. I was like, what? Yes. Well, it's a yes. weather app? It's weather time. And I'm like. I think this is really, a, because it's NBC, it's a straight up product through uh-huh. uh, through Comcast. It is. It is. But I, you know, so down. Beware at, of bird weather. Yeah. Wow. All right. Um <laughs> Netflix chairman CEO Reed Hastings and his wife Patty Quillen are donating $120 million to historically black colleges and universities, a record single contribution by any individual donor in support of scholarships at HBCUs. Uh, He said, we've supported these three extraordinary institutions for the last few years because we believe that investing in education of black youth is one of the best ways to invest in America's future. Uh, Both of us, he said, or they said in a joint statement, have had the privilege or a great education, and we want to help more students, in particular students of color, get the same start in life. So $120 million, that's a nice chunk of change. Absolutely. Cinemark, the country's <clears throat> third largest movie circuit, is reopening across the country July 17th. And we'll encourage customers to wear masks. Uh, Cinemark will begin Halloween masks uh, to reopen in Dallas June 19th and reopen uh, the rest uh, between July 3rd and 17th in advance of major releases like Mulan and Tenet. So, so they're joining um, with, I guess, AMC is doing that mid-July, maybe a little bit earlier for mm-hmm. opening up theaters. So you're, you're starting to see the theaters come back online and the releases of... At least quasi summer blockbusters, right? You know, yeah. I really want to see Tenet badly. And Which one is that one? It's the Chris Nolan movie. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, with uh, Denzel Washington Jr. What's his name? Uh, Denzel's son. It's Denzel, isn't it? Is it Denzel? Or no? Is it Isaiah? Isaiah Washington? I'll look you it. might want to look that up. George? Or George Washington. So, uh, what's it about? I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. Uh, so, kind of like, all right, what was Inception about before you went in? You were yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah, some kind and, of mind F thing. And that's so. what With Chris is. Nolan, you can usually take the jump and it's it's worth it, yep. you know? Okay. But okay. it might just be about a guy who rents an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Looking to be a little late this month because I, you know, it's all right, man. It's all right. And the, the toilet keeps running. It's okay. I'd like to keep my deposit yeah. if possible. All right. All right. Yeah. And you, you, by the way, your parking spot, we're moving into the side because we're going to be painting some lines. Okay. Tenant. 
<laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I mean, sometimes the God, we read too much into that. I know, that. yeah. <laughs> Is it John David Washington? Yes. Yeah. That's his son's name? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is Yuki going to be in it? Yuki pops up in a lot oh, of yeah. Denzel uh, movies, at least the ones that are shot in Philadelphia. I love Yuki, but the time has come to make us the people that pop up in any movie. About yeah, Denzel. seriously, seriously. Denzel. Come on. How do we get in on that? All right, and then uh, last story, I mentioned this. Gwen Stefani is set to return as coach on uh, season 19. Not coach from, from the, the TV, TV series. Show. Oh, no. my God, that would, be, great. would that be great. I love that show. Hey, uh, should I break out the gear for training? <laughs> I'm just a girl. Oh, my God. I wonder how that show would do. It's not as funny as it used to be. <laughs> it's just not the same yeah. at all, actually. Avril Levine is playing Dobber. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so Gwen Stefani is set to return. By the way, they had two idiots on that show. Uh, they had uh, yeah. Dauber and then uh, whoever uh, Jerry Van Dyke. Van Dyke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I forgot the character's name, but you're right. They two had they had two kind of you know. And then they happy had goofball characters. His girlfriend was Nanette Fabre, who was the daughter in the Donna Reed show. Who I always thought was very hot. Okay. And that uh, you and that's all I. She was. You would. Rem, you would remember her president if you saw her. She was, and she was. She became very milfy as she became okay. older. Do you remember? Do you remember her from the series? From Coach? No, man. I, I do. Uh, I, I vaguely. I have a picture in my mind, but it's the wrong person. I keep thinking of the uh, the right. wife in uh, 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 Die Hard. But that's not lay her. back and, and watch this bill as I move it back. And forth. Okay. Yeah. No, no, Never no, think no. of this again. Do you know what occurred to me? Not to go off on a complete tangent no, here. Okay. We were talking about Dirty Dancing the other day. Uh, baby's mother in Dirty Dancing. He's hot. Is she? Yeah. Who is that? We'll have to go back and see that. Uh, especially at the end when they get up and they're... Right? She's like very milfy. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, listen, back to <laughs> Gwen Stefani. Yeah. Uh, she's returning to season 19 of The Voice, reuniting her with Blake Shelton, uh, Kelly Clarkson, and John Legend. And, uh, of course, they'll be in the red chairs when the NBC singing competition show returns sometime this fall. Will there be playful banter as they battle between each other or who will get... Uh, the future talent of America. I would imagine that's what we can expect. By the way, that spot that she's filling is uh, vacated by Nick Jonas. Uh, her last, she last appeared as a full-time coach in season seventeen, and has been previously serving as coach in season seven, nine, and twelve. Or did so. That's where she met Blake Shelton, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And she popped in as a mentor in season eight and ten. Uh, in the recent season eighteen finale, Stefani and her beau Shelton, who are sheltering together, performed their duet "Nobody But You" virtually. From uh, Tishomingo, Oklahoma. Uh, last September, she opened up to E.T. about juggling the demands of the voice. Is it difficult? <laughs> and her Las Vegas residency called Just a Girl. We've been to Tishomingo, Oklahoma, and have done a number of anal probes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's what aliens do. You're a lot of fishermen with no teeth. Yeah. Uh, she said. Uh, Bob Buki in the saucer. I didn't. We're going to ring you out. I didn't expect to uh, be doing the Vegas show and The Voice at the same time. I just uh, feel like I'm alive in a new way. I've never been before because I have to be because both uh, doing both is a lot. So I sure. will always be right here in your heart. Uh, uh, so she is... Uh, she I is, loved you on coach. She is coming. She wants to talk. <laughs> she's coming back to the show. Uh, that's cool. All right. We're ready for clips. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let me... Uh, let's see. A good-natured teacher works with gifted but misfits. Uh, but gift- misfits? That's what it says here. <laughs> I think it should be gifted misfits. Oh, students. Yeah. I'm a butt misfit. 
Oh, gifted but misfit students. Okay. At his alma mater in Mr. Iglesias. In this clip, producer and star uh, Gabriel Iglesias discusses how the show is based on a career path that he almost took. Well, it is based on uh, an, an idea of something that could have happened. It was very close to happening. I was uh, supposed to be a school teacher. I took a course in high school called Exploratory Teaching, and uh, I was offered a full scholarship in the Long Beach Unified School District to come back and teach. I just had to teach for four years, and then everything was free and clear. I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't think I want to see it. My kids went through a uh, uh, Gabriel Iglesias phase watching oh, his stand-ups yeah. uh, on Netflix quite a bit. Yeah, he He's is. Good. Uh, it's streaming now on Netflix, by the way, Mr. Iglesias. Here's the next clip. The animated series F is for Family follows a dysfunctional family living in the 1970s. And in this clip, creator and star Bill Burr compares doing an animated show versus a live action show. I actually decided to do a cartoon because you can get away with more. And also, I did like those one-camera shoots. And those people work like 12, 14-hour days. There's hair, makeup, and wardrobe. So I thought I was being smart doing an animated show, thinking, oh, this will be easy. You know, they just do a little Flintstone you know? I'll come in and say a couple of goofy things into a mic, and I'll go back out, you know, go see a movie or something. And it's not quite how it works. Yeah! Anybody else watched it? No. It's filthy. It's, okay. I mean, it's just Bill Burr <laughs> being hilarious, and, and I love Bill Burr, but it, like, it's just unedited <laughs> filth. What is, well, the filthiest cartoon on our animated show on is the, um, the one you love, Preston. Um, Oh my God! Uh, the hell is the name? Yeah. Um, Damn it! Big mouth. Big, Big mouth. mouth. Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> yeah, I need to go back and, and watch that because that's just it's just so it goes in so many wrong places. It's unbelievable. Well, F is for Family is streaming now on Netflix, so I'll check that out too. And there you go. That's what I got in the entertainment report this morning. Well, we're gonna break now. We have a couple of guests on the show this morning. Harry Connick Jr. will be joining us. Uh, Jim Gardner is checking in. This so uh, cool. Action News, a, a look at the history of Action News, 50-year anniversary uh, they're going to be doing tonight. So we'll talk to Jim uh, and we'll find out what we can expect from that. We're going to take a break, come back in just a moment, so make sure you stay with us. Now that we're actually leaving the house more often, WMMR reminds you, you're going to have to put on some clothes. People! Ah! And if you gotta get dressed, why not step up your wardrobe game with the coolest threads from the MMR Rock Shop? There's tons of new and throwback MMR designs to choose from that you can't get anywhere else. Look, you can't go out there naked, okay? Seriously, no. So shop the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. All the merch that rocks. And don't forget your pants. We're going to get uh, Harry Connick Jr. on later this morning. We're also going to talk to Jim Gardner. Uh, 6ABC Action News 50th Anniversary Special is going to be tonight, and Jim is hosting that. So what are you giggling I at? Just, um, did you just think of something funny? I did. You said Harry Connick Jr., and Harry? I just thought of, no, I thought of Harry Balsack Jr., and it just made me laugh. I just, of course. Sometimes uh, I, make, I make myself laugh in you my head. You just think funny things. Yeah. It's true. And Harry Balsack Jr. was telling Harry, me. Harry Balsack Jr. <laughs> We all we all go there in our minds. I mean, you all know, all yeah. roads lead to Harry Ballsacks. <laughs> will, will you will you laugh at something that pops in your mind, and then somebody says what, and then you have to make a split second decision yes. of yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Do I explain to you the stupid thing that just popped in my mind, or do you just say nothing? You know, just don't worry about it. I, I most of the time I do the don't worry about it. I'm laughing. I laugh a lot because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm. There's a constant dialogue running in my mind, so my wife just knows to let it go, not not to ask. She doesn't even yeah, ask. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is you guys at home. You just laughing and Claire not saying it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she just knows. I got it. I laughed yesterday, and Casey, he asked me twice, and finally the second time I told him. Yeah. <laughs> and was it something stupid? Yeah, it was so stupid. Yeah. 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 It's, that's the human condition, I think. All right. Uh, <laughs> Nick has something stupid. Yeah, speaking of stupid. Yeah. And, and, and We don't know what this is, so just to preface this, yeah. Nick, sometimes we do this conference call in the evening just to get ready for the next day if there's anything important that we should all know about as far as guests or topics on the program. And uh, every now and then, one of us will offer up Essentially, just this amount of information. I have something. Yeah. And that's it. Or it'll be, I have something that's really stupid. I don't know if anybody's going to like it or not. But And then we don't say, well, what is it? We just say, all right, let's find out what it is. Let's let the court of public... Uh, yeah. Right. Sh- yeah. Opinion, and so just like something decide. making you laugh in your head... Uh, I, you know, sometimes you hesitate whether or not to bring this up and whether or not it might be a topic for something to talk about on the next day on the show. And and so this is something that is in my head All right. that, that I think is a skill that I possess. All right. Uh, and it's been honed over the last few years working on this show. And uh, it is very insignificant. It's not an actually, you can't accomplish anything with it. Um, but every day. That's we, most we, of our show. <laughs> good yeah. point. Yeah. We, we discuss the birthdays. Right. Um, uh, you know, we, we do a lot of movie references. I believe that if you were to give me a movie, of uh, released after uh, 1979 or later, of any success at the box office or at home, uh, I can tell you the year that that movie was released. Stripes, uh, ni- 1981. Okay, is that right? Why is that? Yeah. Why is what? Why is it 1981? Because uh, I, I have similar. Um, it's just the first movie that popped in my head. Yeah. By the way, no, but I, I have um, I think similar uh, skills, and Man, I and right. I got it. I associate right. it with. Uh, uh, obviously, times of my life. So, so this this reminds me of <laughs> if you. By the way, what year did uh, and and this will tie right into this. Okay, uh, uh, City Slickers two, uh, Curly's Lost Gold. So, so the, do you want to know the process or just the year? Right, just the year, and then I'll tell you something. From the eighties, you said no. So, well, anything post seventy nine, nineteen seventy nine. Okay, City Slickers two mm-hmm. is. Uh, Ninety-three. The reason I bring that up, you can look it up. So see close. That's correct. It was Ninety-four. Ninety-four. All right. The reason I bring that up is in that movie, John Lovitz's character, or Lovitz, however you like to say it, his stupid skill is that you can say a multi-syllable uh, word, and he would tell you how many syllables it is, like instantaneously. Right. Uh, like or, instantaneously. Or, no, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Not not. Um, not how many syllables. He can tell you how many letters are in it. Okay. Oh, all right. You know, you could say unconstitutional, and yes. he would immediately tell you, you know, that's 11. Yeah. Uh, so that's his dumb skill. It ends up paying off for them that's in right. the movie at some point. Yeah. But it's just a skill that is almost 100% useless. Well, let's uh, let's uh, put more of this to the test. Does anyone have a list of... Uh, I, 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 have, a, I have a couple right now. Because I think I, I possess a similar quality. I, I couldn't do it... I would say probably within a year I could do. Okay, I'm a, year, a little year weaker. Two. Little weaker on sequels. Okay. So um, this is not a sequel, but I also I have a weaker. I think. any movie after eighty that's not a sequel. Well, just weaker. I'm, I'm... That starred Charlie Sheen. Yeah, Charlie no! Sheen. Yeah. I also have <laughs> that Nick saw and got a handy while he was watching. Oh, There's probably a seven year span that that is harder for me just because. Do I you have a movie? Really in. Yes, right. I do. Uh, the movie is I know what you did last summer. 
I know what you did last summer is 1996. Close. I say eight. Crap. Seven. Okay. Yeah. It's uncanny. You can you can See? get the movie. I'm nervous. A year. I <laughs> yeah, know. But that, to me, that's pretty good. That a is year good. off is pretty good. So wait, I do you, you didn't explain though how you're doing yeah. it. What? what okay. Is... Yeah. It's it's um I probably smell. similar to you, Case. No, it has nothing to do with smell. Um, it's uh. Where was I in my life at this point, and yeah. where did I see the movie? And then, um, but the, the the number pops into my head, and I, I I'm trying to go with my uh, initial instinct. May I suggest something? Whatever year you're guessing, move it a year earlier. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I'm, since we started, I'm one for three. So, well, how which did gets you get into the Hall of Fame and in, in, uh, stripes? Yeah, I mean, you were six years old when that movie came out, so uh, that's you want, you... like it's literally like state capitals, like it's memorization, and it's it's. Uh, on my on you know part of my job a weird part of my job is going to IMDb every day. Preston yeah. you know has a, an entire list of birthdays that he does in the six thirty break, and I'll look to see if there's any that he may have missed or whatever. So I'm on that website all the time, and one of the things that my eyes go to is the year that the movie was released, and somehow some way that becomes registered in my brain and associated with the movie. Few Good Men, Few Good Men. That one's uh, 1992. It's funny because when it, when it comes to years uh, in history, <clears throat> once you get Pre, once you get into the 1800s, anything there and before is just a number to me. None of it. People say, you know, when they're we're talking about European history, oh, in 1647, blah blah blah, this and happened. They'll rattle off these dates, and I'm like, that number means nothing yeah, to yeah. me. I'm, I'm, I'm good in general range. I'll tell you this. Now you know I have a, a pretty comprehensive movie knowledge. Give me any movie released before 1500. Yes. Okay, <laughs> yeah, 100 percent accurate. And I can tell you. Yes. Uh, what year it was uh, released? All right. Well, all we right. did a contest a, few, a couple of years ago where <laughs> I got that one right. By the way, I got a few good. Memories. You did. Yeah, you yeah. did. Um, where I said I could, if you gave me two seconds of any fish song <laughs> off of an album, I could, and I was a hundred percent on that contest. All right. Okay. How about Sea of Love? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Um, Ellen Barkin and, and Al Pacino. Yep. Sea of Love. Um, I have a guess. Nineteen. Uh, Nineteen eighty-seven. I'm gonna say eighty-nine. Let's do a check. That's that's one that popped in my eighty nine. Oh, wow. oh, I have it too. You know, it's harder if I haven't seen the movie. Okay, <laughs> that is another right. qualification. So the one more qualification: no sequels, and uh, Nick has to have seen the movie. No, 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 just right, I got one for you. Should just... we stick with like blockbusters? You yeah, know, like big nice. ones. Yeah. Okay, Sea of Love two. <laughs> <laughs> disclosure. Uh, who's in Disclosure? I'm sorry. Demi Moore and and Michael Douglas. Mm-hmm. Um, 1993. Close. 94. Really? Yes. Damn it. And I remember that one because I didn't see <laughs> well, it in the right. theater. I decided, can we go past this part? Hey, and- <laughs> let's go see Tron together, Nick. <laughs> You're right. You I can recite can the entire all, thing. All, all right. the words. But I went and saw Dumb and Dumber for the third time instead of seeing Disclosure. So me and like a bunch of my friends went to the movie theater, and they all went and saw Disclosure. I'm like, I don't want to see it. I want to see Dumb and Dumber for a third time. I did see it That's in the theater. a great theaters. story. It is a good story. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Hang on. I'm going to go to somebody on the line who has right. a weird skill, and if you have some bizarre skill that you're just... It's yours. You've cornered the market on this thing. We want to know. 215-263-WMMR. We might not hear from anybody. I don't know. But I'm going to go to Nick as an example. Hey, Nick, you're on the air. Hey, Willie. <laughs> you're a geek. Ah! <laughs> Nick. Hey, guys. What, uh, what's this odd skill that you possess? Uh, let's see if I can explain it. I can. When you see a child actor mm-hmm. in a movie or a TV show, from years and years and years ago when they were a child, I can tell who they are currently. So if you, I, I know this, I, I'm actually pretty good at this as well. When yeah. you see what, the, what what they look like, if you see perhaps their high school photograph, an established actor or actress, 
you can, can yeah, you can figure can out who it. they are. Yeah, no, I, I this is I'm actually I wouldn't say that I'm uh, amazing at it, but I'm pretty good at it. I suck at that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll see those. You know, because some clickbait stuff has. You know, mm-hmm. she grew up to be BS. the most beautiful right. woman in the world. And I'm like, I have no freaking idea <laughs> who it is. Just, Although that's probably not really it's the person probably we're not. talking about. Yeah. I was telling Preston yesterday. Thanks, uh, uh, the uh, there was a clickbait thing case. It popped up. We we talk about this all the time. Hollywood has lost a legend, and below it's a picture of Ellen DeGeneres. Like, Shut oh, up. Do you think? Don't you think we would have heard about yeah, that? I hate that. <laughs> Uh, okay. I okay. Think, what? I, th- I think Tristan is missing the boat on <laughs> yeah, uh, the weird skill here. <laughs> oh, I, I, no, I'm this go, looks perfect. Uh, I'm going to go to it anyway. Hi, hi, Tristan. Hi, how's it going, guys? Good. All right. So we we were going for more along the lines of you know testing your knowledge or something like that. But what, what's oh, your what's what's this weird skill? Uh, I don't know how I got this, but uh, I. My friend was, like, you know, imitating a bird one day, and I was like, I'll try it. So, apparently, I could do it really well, so. (laughs) Which bird in particular, or is it all birds? It's just a seagull. Let's hear it. Okay. That's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. That's pretty yeah. good. Listen, that's yeah. pretty damn good. He, he, yeah. he rhymed the word seagull with eagle. I know. It's Listen, seagull. seagull. Hey, by seagull. the way, how, how do you spell seagull, by the way? Because I've seen people spell it with like eagles, but with an S in front of it. Uh, S-E-A-G-U-L-L. Okay. okay. All right. That's so not how you said it. But listen, Tristan, let's get your number because I'm going to go seagull hunting in a couple of weeks and I could use you. I could actually as use you. As a decoy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to call them <laughs> in as a call? S E A G L E S Seagulls. Uh, Tristan, that was actually pretty impressive. Nice work. Thank you. Thanks, All right. guys. Thank you. I think probably what happened was that a, a, a seagull was dying next to him and gave him the ability. Right. Right. Yeah. A la the Green Lantern. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Passed yeah. it yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Need to find someone worthy. Yes. All right. Now, here's what the type of thing I'm talking about. Oh, all right. All right. Okay. Let, me, let me go to Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Erin, you claim to have an interesting skill. Yes. I can identify the model of the car driving behind me based on the headlights. Ooh. I've tried, I've tried to do this periodically. What, what's your level of accuracy, would you say, Erin? I'd say like 90%. That's okay. pretty good. Nice. So you will, you, you'll be intrigued by the shape of the, the headlamps, and then you'll let them pass you to confirm what you think. Um, mainly, I, I'm making sure it's not a police officer pulling me. All right, Aaron, Aaron, I'm holding up the picture of headlights right now. Well, <laughs> if only there was a way to test your theory. We'll take it on on good faith that that's the case. But yeah, I could see that as being something, especially that it's something you're, you're um, likely to work on because you've got downtime where you're driving and see how good you are. What model? It's a, it's what, a good trade to have. What model will stump you from time to time? Um, mm. Some of the newer Ford SUVs. Okay, she knows her stuff. I guess that's mixed up with a GMC. Are are, uh, newer models more difficult than uh, older models? Yes. Okay. So I can tell this morning I was being uh, followed by a Dodge Charger. And I could tell by the headlights. So, uh, yeah, some some cars now have added, you know, LED lights, the little um, yeah. essentially dots uh, around their, their headlamps. Is that making things a little more difficult or easier? Or? It's mainly the shape. It's and just if the there shape. are two lights, like some uh, some cars have a round headlight mm-hmm. and then another round one next to it. Okay. Um, yeah. but That's pretty cool. I find that interesting. Right. I can tell Thanks, Aaron. the make of a car by the dealership that I'm at. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. good. Uh, Nick, with your skill in particular, um, I think uh, Craig Legans could probably uh, 
I think he can go past your skill. Yeah. He can not only match it, but like that guy has. He can just... get it within a year the other way. <laughs> yeah. No, not yeah. only that, but he could probably tell later. you what year it came out, who directed it, you know, yeah, like all that stuff. He's a bit of a savant when, mm-hmm. it, when it comes to that stuff. Um, but the, yeah, there are people who little details like that are, are the. Um, what makes it interesting? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you you pick your stuff. I, yeah. I know a ton of minutia, but there's certain things about movies that I don't care about, so I don't I don't re- retain that information. There was a stretch where um I I was pretty good at knowing the production company behind movies because yes. I would watch you know so many on VHS, especially in college, and you would just watch you know it'd be TriStar or Paramount or whatever, and like it's, those types of things also ended up in the back of my brain. I you know it's why because Steve uh, zeroes in on directors, and you can rattle off directors pretty yeah, yeah. quickly, and also their 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 body of work i don't care yeah hmm. I, i'm i'm more into story actor actress catering uh catering yeah uh and all that no but uh it, it's just never uh it's not up front there for me it's like kathy and the planets if you can't see it i, yeah. I don't care yeah. so <laughs> I, I always i always harken back to sherlock holmes who who uh, as uh, the original book suggested was unaware of the solar system could care less yeah uh, because it, it did not assist him at all in right. crime solving he was right more so, focused on exactly what was necessary and what he needed yeah, yeah. hey uh, nick uh coneheads uh the the Dan Aykroyd movie coneheads came out in uh it was pre-tommy boy um chili peppers <laughs> 1992 Close. 93. 93. Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, I, I, my first instinct was 93, and then I changed it because of Steve. Black Sheep. <laughs> uh, that was post-Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy was 95. Black Sheep was 96. All right. Let me uh, go well, through. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Sure, he's right. Yeah. Uh, All right. <laughs> Good job. It's, it's better if you have a lazy vetting department. <laughs> I would say 95. Yeah. But, here's, uh, here's some text coming in. This says, I can't get through, but I'm a 34-year-old female, and I can tell the kind of helicopter by their rotor noise. Stop wow. it. Really? Okay. So uh, just the fact that you know the different types of helicopters is pretty impressive. Yeah, seriously. It is. Here's one that says, I can name my friends by the smell of their farts. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Preston, you used to be able to, in, in the old Y100 computer lab, you knew who was typing behind you just by the way they and, typed. And, right. and you on air proved. You guys, yeah. you, you called me the great typini. <laughs> and that was that was pre-ASMR. That was before I knew what ASMR was. Yes. Yeah. I told you guys that I could, that, and, I, and I kind of hid my little obsession. I just said that I could identify people by the way they, they typed on the keyboard because we had a... We had a collective uh, computer room. It you was... came out as gay quicker than you did, did this. Yes. Yeah. So uh, what I was really doing is I was just sitting there and I was enjoying those soothing sounds because that's one of my main triggers is people typing on a keyboard. And those of you who have ASMR, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, But it was uh, Megan. Um, uh, in sales? Tobin? In sales. Megan Tobin. Or, or Megan Tui. Blonde? It was, it was Tobin. Blonde. Tui. Tui. It was Tui. <laughs> Tui. Uh, who, 96. The way she the way she would run her fingers across she she had a very distinctive way like, uh, of typing and I loved it. I would just sit there and relax. Marissa has a very specific shoot. way about her and I love going in there when she's editing audio and I just sit back and relax and listen. It's to also her. the keyboard the keyboard that you're on. That's part of it too, but Marissa's style is very specific. I could I would pay her money. <laughs> very sexual. That's her in there doing it right now. Yeah. All right, um, Nick. I she flies. One. I, I have one. I can uh, tell the who's walking behind us in the hallway, behind me in the hallway, <laughs> by their key jingle. 
Whoa. Key jingle. Rodney Rodney. has a a key. Eric Simon has a key jingle. Okay. Because he puts, like, uh, the keychain, like, in his pocket and lets the keys dangle out. That's also easy because Rodney has every single key in the world. On his uh, Rodney makes the guy in the Matrix look like a hack. There's more because I've sat on this and wondered if you guys wanted to do as a contest and have our coworkers come in. Yes, and see if you could guess who they are by Absolutely. the way they walk. Yeah. So what, do they have to walk right behind you or just uh, where do they have to be? Just like walk through the hallway. Just okay. So what like what distinguishes my walk? No, you have to have, you have keys. To have in keys. Your pocket. Uh, I don't have keys. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they have to jingle. Oh, no. yeah. I can tell when Marissa's coming well, because you can see that. the water ripple in the glass like a T Rex. <laughs> yeah, because she walks clomp, so. Clomp. She, she walks got so a heavy she, walk. She does stop when like she's Jan, like Jan Brady it's when confident. she's angry. Right. Strong. Uh, Angry. Let me, let me go to yeah. some other. Oh, <laughs> Nick, go ahead. I was going to say, could you go to Alyssa because I have a friend with a similar skill. Right. She's on line four. Yep, I have uh, Alyssa on the line. Hi, Alyssa. Good morning. Hey guys, what's up? Hey, we're just we're hearing about these stupid, insignificant skills that people have. I got tons of them. <laughs> okay, do what's tell. Your, what's your most prominent? So Dave Matthews Band, the live show. Usually, I can call the song by the first note he plays because I can tell what it's in tune for. We okay. can test this. So let me let me ask you, Alyssa, because I have a friend who has a similar skill, and when we go to a, a Dave Matthews show, he's able to identify the song by the guitar that Dave picks up because it's different songs oh, for different wow. guitars. Oh, no kidding. That's okay, neat. well, I'm not usually close enough to see the guitar. <laughs> okay. So before he even plays a note on the guitar, when he sees it, he's yeah. like, oh, oh, here comes Ants Marching. And it's fun if you go to a band with different set lists, yeah. every night, like Fish or Dave Matthews Band or, or uh, Pearl Jam, to guess what songs are coming up next. So, uh, Alyssa, how do you go about doing it? I've just listened to their live albums so much now. Like some of the li- they haven't come out with new music in a while, so I've really been in the live tracks that they've done. So you can kind of tell with Dave; he's got a similar style. How he'll start a song? Well, let's try it. Do we have any live Dave Matthews where uh, we could play just anything? I, I know. Well, we'll we'll take a look. All right, yeah. I'm gonna sing it. Uh, <laughs> hang on, while Casey's looking it up, here's a text that says, I can tell the year of a movie by listening to Nick's guess and subtracting one year. Yes. Yeah. Good skill. That's from G and Langhorn. Thanks, man. All right, Nick, here's a quick one. We're, we're looking for a live Dave Matthews. Yeah. Uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio, Romeo and Juliet. Oh, uh, with Claire Danes, that is... I know that one. You do? Yes. Oh, man. My first for- guess... No, hang, hang on. You can do it. You can do this. Take your time. Because I remember the year that song came out. I would so do I, yeah. garbage. It's pre-Titanic, uh, 96. Yes. I think that's it. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's that's Titanic's 97. Yeah. Okay. And it's Titanic. Titanic. Uh, Titanic? Oh, yes. It's in the Titanic. We have um, <laughs> right. we have a DMB song. Let's see if she can identify. All right, Alyssa, you get the first note, right? Yes. All right, listen closely, because here it comes. There you go. What? I just heard cheering. I didn't even hear uh-huh. it. You didn't hear that? It's, it's Carter hitting the bass drum. Or do you oh need to hear God. a guitar? What? Can you play it again? Yeah, yeah. listen closely. Oh. <laughs> oh, All right, subtract See, everybody here. talks a good game. Yeah. All right, play yeah, a little bit more. Yeah, give her a little bit more. Give her the more. She said first note. Give her the first minute. <laughs> hang on, hang on. I'll do two notes. Give her, give her the first minute and the name of the song, and I bet you she can get it. It's hard, Shut but up. it's just drums. How about that? Here, I'll you get put to. Me on the spot in this house? <laughs> you put me on the spot. That's like what Nick said. Yeah. All right, here, listen. Hang on, listen. This is this. This will probably be a melodic note. Here we go. There you go. 
component. I got to sing to the oh. chorus of the song to get to the. Oh, okay. All right, she can she can guess the song by the last ten seconds of the song. Yep. It's Dave Matthews Band. Yes. <laughs> It is. Narrowed it down. Yes! Yeah! yeah! That's <laughs> what you said! Yeah. <laughs> All right. And she's also listening to it over uh, that, you know, phone, and we're going to try Steve, stop back. I'm trying to help her. I, will... she, I bet she can do it. Or maybe she can't. All right. Oh, come on. Don't. But you don't. So listen. Don't give up. Say it. Say it when you know it. I'm going to just keep it playing. We'll see how many seconds it takes, okay? Okay. Here we go. No, it's what? so much to say. Isn't that, Casey? No. It's, what is it? It's, it's, come on. Oh, it's come on. I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong screen. It's come on. Come on. Come, come on. on. Come on. Come on. All right. How about this one? Here's Bye, another Lisa. One. <laughs> uh, oh, we're doing another one? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Here we go. Um, hold on. Cornbread. Nah. Do you no. remember? Do you remember? I, I don't want to spend enough, 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 enough. We got callers coming come up. Come on. Come on. Bye, Lisa. Well, good job. Bye, right, yeah. <laughs> nice work. Nice work. I have every confidence that you were at a live concert with uh, with her. She would be able to name oh, every song. God. Okay. And then Nick would be behind you getting the uh, movie years off by one. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to Rocky. Hi, Rocky. Good morning. Yeah, first time no. <laughs> that ain't you. <laughs> Rocky, what is, what is your odd skill that you possess? I can tell what muscle car by their sound is. You can tell a muscle car by the sound it makes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there, are, I, I've heard a couple people do this. Uh, and what's your degree of accuracy? Um, pretty good. Like, because I know the way that the motors are built. So, like Fords, they have overhead cams. Okay. Unlike Chevys, they have push rods with the cam in the center, so they make different sounds. Do we have a, a muscle car sound case? No. How, no, about not, da- not, how are you with Dave Matthews? We're not. Gonna, <laughs> hang on. We're not going to be able to test. <laughs> this. We got one. Just one. All right. <laughs> what is that? It's the Jetsons. Uh, so, Rocky, when do you when do you prove this type of thing? When when are you around muscle cars and you and you and and somebody has tested you without looking? Do you, does this ever well, happen? Well, I, I'm a car guy, so I'll be driving around and I'll just see something in the distance. I'll be like, oh, okay, it's more Mustang. Yeah, no, I can. And see- then and then you'll see it and verify. Okay, Rocky. There used to be, there used to be, and I'm CD. I maybe it made it to CDs, but there were records of actual uh, car races and muscle cars and all those sounds. Because I guess with the ASMR thing, Preston, some people find those sounds sure soothing and cool. I would imagine so. What do you got here? We do have a muscle car. All right, and we know what did. Okay, listen closely. You ready to try this out? Yeah, let's go. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, what is that? Oh, it's so muffled. Oh, man. Can I get one more? Yeah. Back it up, guys. Okay. It sounds like a Camaro. Can no. I guess? Okay. I'm a Mustang. No, it's a Dodge Charger. Uh, is it? Everyone is so uh, good at that. None of you people. Nobody has wowed me yet. <laughs> Thank All you, right. Rocky. But that was pretty close. Yeah. You know what? It stinks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think about you. Come in here, tell me he's a charger. What do I think of this Chevy? Yeah. Uh, Overhead cam, my ass. Let me see here. I'm trying to think of. Let me. Uh, okay. What's the oh. skill you think what? you have? I like, hang on, okay. hang on. <laughs> I like this yeah. one. Let me go to Brian. <laughs> hey, Brian. 
You guys rock. Oh. Thank you, Brian. All right, Nick says he can name the year any movie came out post-1979, as long as it's not a sequel and a movie he's seen and it was at least a popular movie. And you have to give him a year latitude on either side. Right. What about you, Brian? <laughs> so, my cousin used to play college basketball, um, Division One, back in the late 80s, early 90s. I can recall scores from those games to the date. <laughs> Okay, what um, college did he go to, and what is his name? I, it's, if we can find this stuff, I will. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what's his uh, name and what college? So, it was uh, Monmouth University. Okay. Monmouth? His name? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're checking right now. You say he drove a muscle car and often listened to Dave Matthews. Um, and what year? <laughs> what years? Uh, so, my best year is the 89-90 season. Okay. All right, what, those are your best years. So, we narrowed it down to one year. One year. What's your cousin's name? Uh, Dave Calloway. Dave Calloway. Calloway. Okay. okay, we'll look up and we see if we can find a specific stat, <laughs> stat on a specific date. He could, We could even just do the score of a particular game in that season. Did he end up being the coach yeah. there? Did, did he coach? Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. All right, he so was also the coach there. All okay. right, so we're checking right now. Just give us a second. What's his career record in the NEC? I couldn't tell you his career record. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he, he said what he's good at, so you got to get the stats. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, did his son go there, Dave Calloway Jr.? That That's his son. Yeah. Okay, okay cool. Hey, let's go uh, down. Ask, ask him the score of a particular that's game. That's what we're looking okay. for. All right, all right. Here we go. Uh, in the, You said 89-90 was his best season, right? Yes. yes. How many uh, points per game did he average that season? No. Scores from a game. Not yeah. Crying not give, give, well, he told specific, you. He said a specific <laughs> game. So get us a specific game. All right. All right, just click on that name, uh, Connor. Dave Calloway, click on that, please. Okay. Now you could probably go through. Yeah, here we go. All right, who and where and why? No, I have no idea. <laughs> game, player news, totals. We can't find it. We can't. Find this it. is such a biz- – well, the chart is uh, hard to decipher, so we're going to have to just take your word for it. We uh, believe you. You're great at this. <laughs> yeah, you're amazing. Okay, if there's anything that we learned from this is that people that think they have this incredible skill really don't. And uh, when tested, <laughs> they can't follow through on it. But you can believe it if you want I to. I bet you I know who can deliver. Who? Dennis. All right. <laughs> on line three. Yeah, okay. That's right. something that you can prove. So let's go to him. Hi, Dennis. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? what? All right, Dennis. What's your skill? I have two ridiculous skills. The one is I can say the alphabet backwards in like five seconds. The other one is I know like insane weather events, particularly blizzards, like down to like the day and the year that they have. All right, give us the alphabet. All right, Z Y W X P U T S R Q P O N M L K G I H D F E D C B A. Wow, I believe him. I don't know. Yeah, it seems right. C B A. All right. Did you do that so if you ever got pulled over, you could you could say the alphabet backwards? Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a good skill to have. All right. Uh, Hurricane Cretina. Uh, Crit- Cretina. 2005, New Orleans. Okay. Very Katrina. good. All right. Katrina. Sorry. Sandy. Cretina. 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 Sandy. Sandy. Sandy was 2013. Okay. I don't think so. And those are the only ones I can remember off the top of my head. All right. Uh, what about Andrew? Hurricane Andrew. Gloria? What's that? Hurricane Gloria. Uh, Gloria, ooh, that one, that one I'm not so sure on. That one, I, I think it might have been in the 2000s. No. All right. Now, Andrew. 
Oh, Andrew was 92. Okay. We checking on those. Well, you, you got yeah, Sa- rock a wiki. Yeah, you got Sandy wrong. Okay. You got Sandy wrong. He was wrong. only by one year. Only by one <laughs> oh, It's God. the same thing well, as Nick. By the Knicks standards, you're betting 1,000. What about Her- Hurricane Harvey? Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, right. my God. Right. Goodbye. Here's the deal. Thank you, Dennis. The <laughs> alphabet was good. Oh, I don't know. Just I can name that. any weather situation, <laughs> any weather disaster in very general time frames. Oh in this area. Yeah. Oh, my God. That I received damage from this is personally. Great. Are you guys mad at me for bringing up this topic? No, no, no. no. Awesome. It was very interesting. No, but I, but I, what I think it can do is for people who feel that they are a, a semi-savant in something, yeah, yeah. is to really have that tested. Yeah. And and maybe you need to improve a little bit. Maybe you need to do a little more research. Maybe you dive more into this. You might be a percentage better than other people at it. Yes. But before yeah. you start to claim a, a sort of... Um, Savant level, as you yeah, say. Yeah. Uh, maybe you hone your game a little better. I've made two claims on this show. One was that I could probably recite uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure from you know beginning to end, and I've never been tested on that. And then also, but I have been tested on play two seconds of any Fish song, and I could tell you what song that is off okay. of an album cut. And we did that, and I am one hundred percent on that. Okay, uh, the Tron thing fell fell out <laughs> for me. I, I didn't get one line right, but there was a time where I knew it by heart, and I just thought, you know. 30 years later, I'd still be able to do it. No, nope. you, no. you got an hour yeah. and 12 minutes into it before yeah. you started to peter out. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. All right. Anyhow, uh, that was, I guess that was interesting. I don't uh, really you know. know who's the winner for me? Hmm. The Seagull. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> the first call. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, this isn't exactly what we're talking about. But anyhow, uh, Sarah says she can find a picture that isn't perfectly level in any room. Oh, well, yeah, you can see. Just come crooked. here and look yeah. at every picture on the wall. I know. Doesn't that drive you crazy? <laughs> yes. I, I, I constantly, do you constantly reset it? Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and in my house, for whatever reason, I guess the house settling or, or whatever, but I mean, pictures that have been hung for years now won't stay straight. It's a poltergeist, I think, <laughs> yeah. actually, in your house. Kath, okay, I have one of those three-frame uh, pictures in my house, and when my wife got it, I was like, why did you do this to me? Like, they all not only have to be level, Case, but they I have did to the be same, like three different frames. You're three about. different frames, I did the and same it makes thing. one big picture. Oh, uh, <sighs> yeah, I can. <laughs> it's difficult. It's really, really if hard. If you're hanging stuff like that, I got this device that's a mofo. Really? It makes it so easy. You see it advertised. It looks like a long, um, sort of yellowish piece of, of plastic. I've seen it on Instagram. Right, yeah. you stick it, boom, the mark goes up, and you keep things level. And it's it's you put the uh, the stud in there. It takes or the hook, or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's almost like a little nub. Yeah. It takes a minute. I'm right. not sure if we want to go back to the alphabet <laughs> guy, but a lot of people pointing out that he got it wrong when he did the... Did he? Did he really? CYWX. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. The, the which guy? I'm sorry. The ba- alphabet, alphabet backwards guy did ZYWX. Uh, did he really? Z-Y-X-W. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Thanks, Nick. Seagull yes. still wins. <laughs> He only got three in, and he got a row. Uh-huh. Well, all right, Seagull's the winner. There you go. There we go. All right, we we You're need welcome. we need to take a break. Uh, we're going to do that. We're going to come back in a moment, and I will have uh, the bizarre file stories when we return. Stay there <laughs> and rethink your skill for crying out loud. <laughs> 
93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. Hey, it's Marcus. Cancer won't stop and neither will we. Join myself and Team WMMR on Sunday, August 9th for the 48th annual ACS Bikeathon. This year we're going virtual. The pedal power to finish the ride against cancer may look different, but the mission remains the same. Each Team WMMR rider gets a free team t-shirt, registration and complete details at WMMR. And check out our custom Team WMMR apparel providers, Volet and Go Cycling. Team WMMR and the ACS Bikeathon, virtually unstoppable. The ACS Bikeathon, another way 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. I'm going to say something real quick. I didn't. I didn't know where to put this, and it's it's a downer, and I apologize. But um, uh, a friend of ours uh, passed away. Uh, just the other day, and yeah. I just found out about it yesterday. Um, uh, a, a great guy named Dennis Columber had a tragic, horrible accident, uh, and uh, it just is a sobering reminder of how fragile we are all. It was just a, uh, not with, to get into too many details, but essentially fell down the stairs, mm. and it's just horrible. And uh, three kids and his wife, uh, Angie, Aww. who we love dearly, I just want to send our condolences, and uh, just everybody just, you know, be aware where you are and and uh, and be careful and all these things but it was a it was an important person in our community yeah uh, very involved in the school and and kids and everything and it was just a, it was a shock you um, described uh, and as you said it was just it, it's just a a second in the house yes doing a standard thing and and it ended in tragedy so just be aware that you know I'll use this with my kids to say look and and, and to to physically be careful too yeah. because you know especially kids who feel that you know they're kind of invulnerable and and uh yeah. uh you just you know even things as simple as walking down the stairs you need to be careful and also just to remember how to those moments when you're with someone and you want to say you love them or whatever yes, do it. how how fragile things can be and make sure that you uh you do express that love yeah so it's it's a it's a bit of a shock so um i just wanted to pass that along Another thing I wanted to read an email real quick. Somebody requesting some help. Uh, it says, uh, hey, Preston, I'm a big fan of your show uh, since Y100. I'm asking if, you, uh, if you're if you a part of the Corvette Club or know of other area car clubs that may be interested in doing a birthday parade for my son, Jack. So I, I'm not a member of Corvette Club, so no. I wanted to throw this out there. Uh, Jack's on the autism spectrum. He's been having a very difficult time during this stay-at-home period since he doesn't have friends to connect with outside of school. Uh, Jack has a special love for police, firefighters, and cool cars. And I know getting some cool cars on his birthday would be a great surprise for him. Thanks so much. I'm not going to give out... Uh, I, w- I wouldn't want to ruin the surprise for the kid. Right. I'm not going to give out the, anybody's name, but um, uh, they're in the East Norton area. So if you are part of a, a cool car club or something like that, you want to get in touch with me, I can put you in touch with this guy, and it is uh, July 1st, uh, by the way, is uh, when his birthday is. So that's when they'd like to do that. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. We should send our guy over who can recognize the sound of muscle cars. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he'd be that very impressed impress by him. that. Maybe just he could stand out in the front yard, and <laughs> the cars could drive by behind him, yeah. and he could identify them by their sound. Uh, but I thought this is a really nice thing to want to do for your kid. Uh, so um, I thought I'd pass it along. And if, you, if you'd like to get in touch with me, I'll, I'll put you in touch with uh, them. All right. Um, we're going to do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Ah! All right. It is brought to you by Cinch, a propane tank home delivery service. It brings propane right to your doorstep. Place your order 
at cinch.com. Uh, let's start with this one. A man arrested. Oh, okay. This is horrible. All right. It's horrible, a terrible thing, but it, it takes a really disgusting level on top of that, too. So it's I, well, a bonus. That's okay. Oh, my God. All Listen, right, so- that's a recipe for an interesting story. A man arrested for allegedly possessing and distributing child pornography, <sighs> which is just horrible, is also accused of another disgusting hobby according to Sheriff Grady Judd. This is in Florida. Uh, Jose Araza purchased and ate soiled underwear. Oh, oh my Ew. God. He would eat it. Oh my God. Uh, the Sheriff Judd said Araza was buying these things and ingesting them. He What's was, wrong with clean underwear? He said he was munching on them. This Dear guy God. has a problem, he says. Oh, Judd, really? Yeah, Judd <laughs> Revealed the stomach-churning allegations during a press conference for Operation Guardians of, uh, of Innocence. Oh. Nope. Uh, which led to the arrest of 16 other men now facing a total of more than 1,400 felony charges. Jeez. So they're getting these people off the street, which is Good. great. Uh, but he said, the judge said there's a market out there. Listen to the, 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 how the sheriff puts this. He said, you know, you know what kinds of things get into soiled underwear, right? He said, sometimes <laughs> you think you're passing gas and you're not. But you can't trust a fart when you're over 60. But this guy, he'll buy it. Wow, he has a lot of information when it comes to this. Judd. And apparently it's personal experience. Says Araza was fired as an IT specialist for Lockheed Martin. Mm, oh, my God. So what, what phase do you have to be in before you're allowed to eat soiled underwear? Uh, the 58-year-old holds a master's degree from Florida International University. Steve, I think that's when we get to full green. Okay. That's the only time you can do that. But just curbside. Yeah. A man wearing a Ku Klux Klan hood and robe was seen Friday evening walking his dog and waving at traffic in northern Wisconsin. Well, at least he was being pleasant. Charles Michael Booth is his name, and he hi neighbor uh, out walking his dog, wearing his Ku Klux Klan shirt, drinking a beer, and waving at traffic. Uh, so he had a beer out too. Uh, a widely shared image of the person in a white and green robe and hood began circulating on Facebook on Saturday. The image shows a man in a KKK-style outfit standing on the side of the road with a black dog. The person's back is toward the camera. Uh, Sheriff Joseph Fath said that his office received multiple calls about the man Friday evening. It's a scorcher today, huh? Uh, Police made contact with the man in the photograph and confirmed that it was Booth. Fath said the Booth told police he was, quote, just taking his dog for a walk. And uh, he added there was no traffic problem at the time and that Booth was not committing any crimes. He said, I don't anticipate any follow-up on it. So... Uh, how about this story? Hanging Lake in Garfield County is one of Colorado's most picturesque sites. Hanging Lake. Yeah, the uniqueness and popularity of the natural wonder prompted the United States Forest Service to implement special rules to protect the area. And among them, visitors are asked not to enter the water, a rule clearly displayed on a sign along the water's edge. However, a guy, 35-year-old business owner David Lesh, decided to do it anyway, walking on a famous log that crosses the lake. And he posted a photo of his stunt on his company's Instagram page, and the backflash was immediate. Was immediate. A man named Chris, who asked that uh, his name not be used because he uh, claims that Lesh targeted him for comments on social media, said even though it's bad publicity, he likes the publicity. He thinks it's funny. And the U.S. Forest Service doesn't think it's funny. There's more to this, by the way. The agency is now investigating the photo, which is just the latest in a long uh, list of incidents involving Lesh. In 2014, David Lesh was cited for harassing a moose with his car. Oh, a moose? Why don't you forget the moose? Yes. 
for a moment. Uh, he was also arrested that year for setting 25 grocery carts on fire in Boulder. Earlier this year, he got caught snowmobiling on the slopes at Keystone's Terrain Park a year after he was caught snowmobiling near Independence Pass in a wilderness area off limits to motorized vehicles. Uh-huh. Last so year, he likes to be a dick. He does. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that's, there's no better description. Right, Steve. right, He's right. just being a dick, and he <laughs> likes to do it. Lesh appeared in court on Tuesday for that incident and was ordered to pay five hundred dollars and perform fifty hours community service. Does he put? He said he puts his stuff up on social media. Is that his thing? Is That's he? It. Okay. Yep. Uh, so um, I hate people like this. Excuse me. Martinez uh, said that uh, he's got a little bit of entitlement attitude. Uh, Martinez and more than fifteen thousand other people have signed a Change.org petition asking the governor to revoke Lesh's business license in the state. However, Lesh doesn't seem phased after receiving numerous comments, questions for his behavior. He challenged others on social media to follow his lead in Hanging Lake and even defecate in the water. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he's on. asking people to go over there. So and he's do this. he's a force for change. Yeah, yeah a local news uh, contacted about him at, uh, about the incident at Hanging Lake, and he responded with a one sentence statement filled with colorful language. I don't know exactly <laughs> what it was, but he decided to do that. I'm sorry, but I, I miss what was wrong with him posing in this lake. You're not supposed. You're to. not supposed to. Yeah, it's out of bounds. And there's it's clearly. Okay. Stated, don't go in the water, don't go on this log, and okay. all that stuff. And okay. he did it because you're not supposed to do that. All right, and then one last story. When Club Fantasies was given the green light to offer adult entertainment outdoors last week, the establishment didn't waste any time. Uh, by Thursday, this is in Rhode Island, by the way. By Thursday, owner Frank DeLuca was ready for performers, strippers, to once again take the stage on their outdoor patio. There was one problem. None of the dancers wanted to come out and do it. <laughs> they didn't want to come outside. Yes. He said... We, I don't look good in the light. Frank said, we had one. What? <laughs> uh, well, so what was the major objection to going out? Because Frank, obviously Frank, it's an austere light out there. Yeah. Frank owns the Sims Avenue Gentlemen's Club. The dancers are independent contractors, and when they found out that they couldn't do side dances, which oh. is an industry term for lap dances... They weren't interested in coming back to work. So I assume that's where they make the bulk of their money with the lap dances, yes. right? Yes, because if you're buzzed and you get yeah. one, and they'll start talking you out of your money. No, this girl really likes me. Uh, he said they did. They don't feel that they can make as much. Uh, the board of licenses approved plans for outdoor stripping last Wednesday. Uh, the proposal was submitted jointly by four clubs that are usually competitors: Club Desire, the Cadillac Lounge, Club Fantasies, and the Foxy Lady. I have to mention that there's some sort of rig that if you were under like a, uh, you know, like a tarp or something, or some sort of clear plastic, right? Yeah. Some sort of quasi-hazmat thing. Yeah. You can kind of get there. You would need, it could get pretty hot in there. I'm sure. I'm sure. So you would need some kind of aeration yeah. or ventilation. You know what, but... though? You could, so you <laughs> could allow the recipient to be naked under that because there's no contact. I don't know. All right. Uh, Kathy, could you work on that for us? <laughs> but I, can you imagine going to a strip I mean, club outside? I mean, come on. I know. As, as, you, can go in, yeah. as you can imagine, in the dark, is, you go in for a little bit of anonymity, right? Yeah. That's it's too. Like going, hey, look. Hey, Bill. How's it going over there? <laughs> but none of the strippers showed up. Oh, just getting a lap dance, Bill. <laughs> imagine you're, you know, uh, there's a line of guys and you're just the one stripper that's there to work. <laughs> yeah. I am. All right, and there you go. That is what I have for you in uh, the Bizarre File this morning. Are you guys getting turned on? Yeah. Yep. Brenda's the only one that showed up, guys. Sorry. <laughs> All right, we need to take a break and come back in just a moment. And uh, hang with us because we're going to have some guests on the program. And uh, one of them is Harry Connick Jr., so we'll get to that in a little bit. Stay with us. Love MMR? 
buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Steven Singer Jewelers is now offering financing online with interest-free options available for a limited time. Get pre-qualified in seconds. Learn more at IHateStevenSinger.com. If you're looking to celebrate someone, simply say I love you or honor mom. Steven Singer has safe and free shipping in time for Mother's Day. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. On Saturday, I'm doing this thing. If you can join me, that'd be great. Uh, the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation usually has its Take Steps uh, walk event and yeah. raises thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. In fact, a few thousand people come out for this event uh, at the at Citizens Bank Park. Been doing it for the last several years. I'm the host of it. Uh, that's not taking place. We're going to do a virtual event on Saturday. It's going to be shorter and easy for you to consume. It will start around 11, 15 a.m. on Facebook it's a Facebook Live, and we have a link at PrestonSteve.com if you would like to uh, check that out. My daughter has Crohn's disease. We know many people have Crohn's and colitis. Some have it in very severe ways. Yes. So uh, it's an important uh, subject to me and my family, but uh, tons and tons of people in our area as well. And so if you can join us, it'd be great. Check the link. Uh, get involved. We would love for you to be a part of that. And we have some special guests that will be joining us for this event. The Fanatic is going to be on, believe it or not. Oh. And uh, uh, Isabel Godfrey, this great uh, young young singer in the area. So uh, it, it will be a good time. So that's on Saturday. Fun will be had by all. Uh, I saw this article. Steve passed along to me. It is from HistoryDaily.org, and it is a look at hygiene practices from the past. Since everyone is sort of uh, hyper-focused on doing things, and I think habits have been developed as far as people being a little better with washing their hands and stuff like that, as we know, it was a lot different throughout history. I remember, uh, do you remember the movie Kate and Leopold? Yes, I do. Okay, so uh, Hugh Jackman and, and Meg Ryan were in that movie, and it was a romantic movie, and it was, I remember when that film came out, and everybody was fantasizing about what it would be like to go back uh, to the early days, the Victorian times, and so mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. and you know how romantic and the way you know chivalry and all this and that, and they were like, and they started saying like, you know, there weren't toothbrushes back then. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. uh, I was like, uh, yeah, I didn't think about that. I there think are, about how gross history must have been. There were things that were just, and every, everyone, everyone was stinking simultaneously, so it seemed normal. Right, and yeah. the things it was like, oh my god, do he, he, I hear he takes a shower every year. Right, um, yes. but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, but those were those are the norms. But and and so in context, but to us right now, as hyper hygienic as we are, right, it's uh, it seems outlandish. And I'm probably the least hygienic out of everybody here. So when I get grossed out about things, it's like. <laughs> It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. So, Steve, I, I, you know, in press, I know you watched The Walking Dead, but anytime there was like some sort of love scene, I'm like, oh, yeah. Gross. That is so gross. When was like, the last time yeah, you got were... anywhere near water? <laughs> yeah, they were they were pretty dirty. Yeah. Yes. Oh, gross, uh-huh. dirty all the time. All right. So, here's some examples of hygiene practices from the past. A lot of these you'll know. Some of them you may not be familiar with, but. Uh, instead of getting up and going to the bathroom in the middle of the night, people would pee or defecate in a pot and then stick it under their bed. That's, I, that's oh, what they would do. I, so I, I that, would, that's yeah. the, the term it doesn't have a pot to piss in. Yeah. There yeah, you go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Or crap oh. or get off the pot. Yep. Same thing. Oh, my gosh. Hmm? Okay. I the derivation. The thing that I take issue with is I would do it into that receptacle and then I would walk 11 miles. Place it in a hole somewhere and then come back to bed. Right. The idea of slipping it under the bed I was in, and no. 
<laughs> also very gross. Both Steve and I took a tour when we were in Scotland in Edinburgh, and oh yeah, they, oh my god, right? They showed Out like the window, yeah, where like the um, the poorer people would live back in the day, and uh, based on you know status, you were higher up on the hill. It's very hilly, and so um, and they would take in the middle or whenever middle of the night day, and they would throw um, you know their bucket their out waste. And it, their yeah. waste out. And there was uh, a trench. The, yep, onto but, the trench, and it would just go past everyone's house. And so it would pray for rain every day. Well, that, and she's right, though, but the, the, you're, you're the more, um, the wealthier you were, the higher up you were, and so the people down lower were, were obviously catching crap. I don't know if that comes, if that's where that comes from. Oh, but yeah, yeah. yeah. S-rolls yeah. down yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah, but that, so they had this irrigation system that's awful. Very primitive irrigation system. Okay. Uh, also, other hygiene practices, if your tooth started to ache, they would just yank that right out. So you just had a toothache. Yeah, no, let's just see what's going on there. Oh, okay, let's do, you have a cavity. Let's just rip it out. But there wasn't much of an My option. My arm's sore. <laughs> they, they couldn't fill things. They, uh-huh. they couldn't yeah. do any of that dentistry work. So that must have been a You need a, a good nightmare. leech. Yeah. Uh, here you go. Someone used to be paid to wipe the king's ass. In fact, it was considered <gasps> a prestigious position to hold. Guess who just became the king's ass wiper? Mm. This guy... Uh, I guess I, I don't know what country they're speaking of specifically, but um, I bet you maybe that was, a lot of royals. I, I would think so. Uh, you yeah. would probably it would probably have been verboten to have a. Uh, that would be something that a, uh, a royal, a king, wouldn't deign to do. You had you'd have a subservient. Do. Could you imagine that? And then being excited about it. Yeah, I got, I got it. I got. It. I went. On, I went on Monster. dot com. Yeah, answered the ad <laughs> and uh, went in for the interview. I didn't think I was going to get it, but I, I guess they saw in me something they liked. Do you remember the uh, the man in the Iron Mask with the, yes. the Leonardo DiCaprio yeah, yeah. version? They're, they're they're teaching you know his 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 brother, his twin brother, who was being held captive, how to pretend to be him and, and yeah. be the king. And and there's <laughs> ninety eight is when that came out. Uh, there's a part when when they're they're teaching him how to take a um, a, a, a cup of tea from a servant, and right. he, and he goes. He will, the king will only touch with the tip of his thumb and finger because a servant has touched this, and you will not be, you know, so that's how huh. no, conscious wipe of that. my ass. Exactly. <laughs> I need you to uh, scrub my bunghole. But, uh, I mean. Delicately. I don't want anybody touching me. You know, like, so that's a. You're not a, a gr- king, though. Well, I know, but, I mean, that's a very, I, I don't know, like, that's. The, it's personal, you think? Yeah. But now that you sit down, it'd be, um, you know. I am a sit wiper now. Right. So I you am. can see you could evolve. Change you could have your ass wiper. So we're, we're on the, um, I wonder in the pecking order of um, of a king's staff, yeah. where the ass, ass wiper. wiper would be. It said it was considered a, um, a prestigious position. Don't bother him. He's an ass wiper. Mm-hmm. And if you have the king's ass, you have the king's ear. So as you're wiping his ass. True. You could ask, you know. <laughs> Right? Yeah. yeah. I favors. I don't know. He seems like he's stealing from the uh, yeah. the house. Uh, really? Leaves Why used, <laughs> Leaves used to be the only toilet paper. Well, we know that. Uh, people hardly ever change their clothes. Most only had about four outfits, one for each season. Could you imagine oh, wearing my. one outfit for, Every day. For, for three months. or four months? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if everybody else is doing it, I guess I'd be all right with it, you know? If it's not you're you asked why by yeah, someone yeah. else, then right, yeah. Kathy would have showed up with five. Yeah. I, there's there's no way I'd be able to live like that. <laughs> She's such a clothes horse. She has five outfits. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, how often would you have to wash your britches, though? You know, 
That's the only problem. I can wear my clothes for a week straight. That's not a problem. But I have I have to change my underpants every day. They used to. Uh, there would a lot of times there'd be less less uh, washing, and uh, and what they they would beat them with like a. Um, I, I don't know what the actual device is called, but they would like almost dust them, mm. and um, that would be one of the ways they would sort of fumigate them. Mm. Uh, wigs were commonly infested with lice. Oh, that goes with any. If, if, you, if you have bad hygiene, then yeah, that's probably gonna <laughs> no. Happen. But I'm completely lice free. Uh, how about this? Poultices of eagle dung were used during childbirth to ease the pain. Oh. Where would they put that? Uh, on on the vag after the baby's born, I guess? My cooter really well, needs some eagle crap. A, a poultice is like a mixture of, it's like a salve and herbs and things like that, right? Why and, eagle dung? Uh, Not unless they're just sports-minded. E-A-G-L-E-S <laughs> dung. dung. Uh, yeah, this is of medieval England. Wow. Uh, Nick has pulled up information. There's not much detail in these Poultice? In these uh, examples. Uh, yeah. yeah, it would be rubbed on the area post-childbirth. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, all right. they would use eagle poop so, mm. so to ease the pain. Is there legitimate, uh, you know... I think it was a practical joke. Numbing? Guess <laughs> yeah. what I just rubbed on your badge? Uh, eagle poop. You did what? Uh, how about this? This would also go along in the same culture, Preston. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, mm-hmm. prayers would be offered up to St. Margaret, who uh, managed to get herself spat out of a dragon's mouth. So oh. uh, there's a lot of historical context there. <laughs> Dragon? Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, feminine products were made from napkins wrapped around moss. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> Make it kind of spongy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, how do you do it? Well, I use moss on my vagina. <laughs> During that time of the month, I jam a bush in there. Uh, it was thought that a mixture of potassium and chicken poop would cure baldness. What's with the poop? I don't know, but chicken poop is, oh my God, does it smell horrible. It works like a charm. <laughs> That's how I've maintained my huge, glorious mane. Helmet-like hair. Unbelievable. Yeah, People no. thinking my, I'm actually wearing a Prussian helmet. Yeah, but Gene Simmons has a... L- chicken poop. Chicken poop hair. You d- can scarcely imagine the incredible healing powers. <laughs> But it's amazing that they would go to poop first. The things that smell the worst. So you're putting eagle crap on your vagina and you're rubbing this poop on your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Elizabethan times, the wealthy would wear masks of ceruse lead powder, which was poisonous. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what was the purpose of that? It didn't say. Uh, people used to rub sulfur on freckles to try and remove them. I love freckles. <laughs> I love freckles. I love freckles. Uh, yeah, I, I can imagine, I, I don't know if sulfur is corrosive or not, and if, why would they do that? If I it, love freckles. <laughs> if it didn't work, I don't know. There's no follow-up information. I don't know underwear on. Oh, okay. <laughs> can we just, uh, stop for a moment and just, uh, understand how funny of a word freckles is? Just say it over and over I again. I love freckles. Here's something you can all do at home today. <laughs> say the word freckles over and over again. <laughs> Freckles. You find it funny. I do. Okay. You will too. Class, no, today I... we're going to say freckles <laughs> until our mouths bleed. I grew up with freckles all over my face. So, so it's not funny. I'm, I'm used to hearing freckles. I've heard yeah. it a lot in my life. Freckles. <laughs> Anytime you want to make Casey laugh. Yeah. Freckles. Just say freckles. I think freckles would be a good cat And name. if you can find someone who be. has freckles and just keep saying it over and over <laughs> in front of them, they'll laugh. My kids have freckles. 
everyone used to bathe together. Okay. I don't like even I don't like bathing by myself. But even if you look at, uh, at say frontier times here yeah. in the United States, like a bath was a that was a rare occasion. Unless I, you, I guess yeah. you lived by you know you had a body of water maybe nearby or on your property or something like that. But to actually go and take a bath to get in a bathtub and, and clean the process, up. like when you'd see the the, the the cowboys would come in from wherever they were, they'd come into town. It's depicted in westerns, you know, yeah. and, and uh, they would draw a bath. It was an elaborate process. It was almost yeah. like it's like going to their version of going to Joseph Anthony. Yep. Uh, you just watched the, the Django Unchained, Preston, yes. uh, and the, the one point towards the end of the movie when he busts in, he says, uh, "D'Artagnan, mother effers." Yep. There's a guy. There's a whole bunch of dudes just sitting in a room, and one guy is sitting in a bathtub. Just, and it's a small tub. It's uh, like, yeah. a, and he's just, you know, essentially yeah. just soaking in his, his nether regions in it. But yeah, 2012. Uh, very good. <laughs> Let's see if you missed it. Nick can name the uh, year that a movie came out. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> Within a two year range. Uh, toilets were fe- a festering pit of disease and filth. Hey, the, the right priv- here. They still find the privy uh, mm-hmm. pits. Uh, they found there's one. If you go to the. Um, uh, the first uh, uh, post office out and back. They've got like a like a Ben Franklin privy pit, a privy pit, and uh, that they believe was one of the reasons for the spread of the yellow fever. Right? Probably. Yeah, I think that does sound like uh, it was. It was. It was bad irrigation, and they would uh, they would throw other things in there. That's why they're actually an archaeological find because yeah. you can dinosaurs. Get a, lot, a lot of information about that. When their dinosaurs would die, they would flush them. Uh, red hot metal was used to cauterize wounds. <sighs> you know, it's always, it's always a brutal scene in a movie where somebody cauterizes their wound with something. Yep, hot. Uh, how about this, uh, Kathy? What do you think of this? Given the absence of proper gels, wigs were styled with animal fat, uh, which made them extremely flammable too. Uh-huh. That's weird. Yeah. Water tanks that did exist were often coated with toxic lead. These are hygienic things from the past. I mean, yeah, and what you what we've since learned. Uh, toothpaste was commonly made with burnt herbs like rosemary and mint, and wine was the only mouthwash. Oh, now she's happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what was the life expectancy at this point? One year. <laughs> No, um, I, I think getting into your 40s was considered an that achievement. Was probably about right, yeah. Because yeah. right, uh, my mom and I were talking a couple of days ago, and she had uh, heard, you know, she was in church, and I guess either one of the readings or the gospel mentioned that, um, you know, it wasn't uncommon to live into your 70s and 80s. And so that was in biblical times. And I wonder if, like, during these times where they thought they were um, uh, evolving, yeah. they, they were actually doing worse, you know, by... Putting lead on things. I don't know. People did live to their, you know, their 70s and then lived on. But if you're talking about an average median age, Mm -hmm. it's my understanding that probably at this time you'd be in the 40s. Life expectancy at birth was variable without trend between 1850 and 1880, ranging between 38.3 and 44 years for both sexes combined. Between 1880 and 1900, however, life expectancy at birth increased uh, from 39.4 to 47.8 years. Okay. So that's U.S. And I mean, you know, I guess it, it, obviously it really varies from country to country and, uh, you know, 
time to time. But yeah, case like when you when you study in the Bible, Methuselah. Yeah. How old did Methuselah get? Because you know that's two hundred or something. Was it no? Really? I don't know. The what is the biblical age or the the eight hundred rumored age of Methuselah? He's probably thirty five. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, man, I'm really old. I'm incredibly old. <laughs> and uh, honestly, it's a bit daunting to get around at my age. But I mean, uh, you know, hey, I'm an old codger. What can I say? It's a biblical story, so, yeah. you know. I'm 300 years old. Right. Uh, you looking that up, Nick? Yeah, it doesn't say. Okay. How about we move on to some other uh, hygiene history stories? Uh, the rush floors that many people had in their homes were full of diseased, riddled mice, fleas, and ticks. What are rush floors? Oh. Was it their tribute to the band Rush? Yeah. <laughs> said 2112 on the, on the ground. I, I have no idea. Rush floors? Yeah. If you could look that up, Nick, what is a rush floor? I guess it's um, the material that's thrown on the floor. So if it's like a straw floor, like a, a straw mat, okay. um, oh so we use God. that to like cover over dirt. So it's 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 an improvement. It's an oh. upgrade from a dirt floor. Bouquets of flowers were what people carried around to uh, disguise their body odor. Oh I knew that. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. Yeah. Like, didn't Ben Franklin have uh, little bouquets of flower underneath his armpits? I don't know. I remember reading that in history at one point. Yeah. It stands to reason. Right. They smell nice. So imagine it. Imagine stick them where it doesn't smell nice. Body odor <laughs> gives me a gag response. I can't yep. stand, mm. you know, horrible body odor. Um, but again, at that time, it would be the norm, I guess. Yeah. Uh, poisonous mercury was used to treat sexually transmitted diseases. <laughs> I mean, that like burns your skin and stuff. Yeah, it's deadly. Okay. Uh, the most common antiseptics were wine and urine. Oh, they finally switched from the poop. Yeah. So you could, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no more animal poop. We're running out of pee poop. On. Now, now it's time for piss. Ah, I cut my finger. Yeah, put some piss on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, beds were usually also covered in germs and sometimes even bird poop. Okay. Bird poop. Yep, it was all the rage back in the day. Human waste was usually just dumped into a hole. Well, yeah, we covered We know that, yes. Yeah. Uh, when people did wash their clothes, it was often done using a mixture of urine and lye. Why all the pee? What's with honest? I know it's plentiful. Maybe that's it. Uh. It's easily found. Everyone's doing it. Mm -hmm. Recycle. Uh, I need to get these clothes really clean, so work up a lot of piss for me if you could. I just have two more things on here. Nobody used utensils, and uh, worst of all, surgery equipment was also was always filthy. Yeah, well, that we knew that. Yeah, so these are 27 shocking hygiene practices from the past. Interesting. If you think things are gross now, think about how it used to be. Gives you a little perspective. Yeah. All right, we need to take a break because we got a couple of guests coming up. Uh, when we return, we are going to spend some time with Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. And Jim Gardner. Back to back. That's awesome. I'm excited about the uh, Action News 50th anniversary special, which is on tonight at 8 o'clock. We'll be back in a sec. Back in the olden days, about five years ago, your only options to keep listening to WMMR when you got home would be to drive your car into your living room. Or turn on something called a radio. But now, through modern technology, the smart speaker that's secretly collecting data on you... What did you say? ...can also stream WMMR. Just tell Alexa or Google to open MMR, and magically we'll come streaming into your home. Plus, it may help distract your device from becoming self-aware. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Couple uh, guests coming up in a moment, real quick. Uh, if you don't mind, some shart out, please. Uh, Father's Day shart for uh, some time. Uh, this person requests to John Early. 
Uh, he gets no credit for being an amazing dad, friend, partner, and a true go-to guy for everyone he meets. He listens every day, and I'm pretty sure he thinks he's a part of your show, <laughs> that you are his coworkers. I love, I love him, but, man, is it annoying. Um, he never calls in, but he texts and emails you guys about stupid stuff like Casey's alarm panel. Uh, does that ring a bell? No. Okay. Uh, he's, he's an electrician and works alone oh. most of the day, so he feels like uh, you are his friends. And it would make his day, his life, his his year and his life. Rage on it as from Jane Friel. So here's a shout out. Thank you very much. We appreciate you uh, checking in. And that's, uh, that's kind cool. of a Father's Day thing. And by the way... It's going to be a dad occasion weekend. We're going to we're going to do, be doing all requests for dads this weekend. It's nice, and you can order Preston and Steve golf balls. <laughs> now, as a there's a flash sale going on it's in the MMR. Taken what twenty two years, but we finally have our own golf balls. Got our own balls. You can get Preston and Steve's balls right now. A custom three pack. Yeah, we that's had, about right. We had to hang on to one of them. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, go to uh, wmmr.com and you can do that. All right, our next guest is ready to go. I love what he has done. Uh, for this event, which is going to be on Sunday night. It's, it's called United We Sing a Grammy Salute to the Unsung Heroes. Great idea. Went out and hit the road. Yeah. And uh, his daughter is a filmmaker, and they, they did this thing together. So let's get the details from him. Please welcome the one, the only, Mr. Harry Connick. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys. How you doing, What's Harry? Hey, man. Well, I'm, doing, I'm doing great. Excellent. So uh, this is cool. Father-daughter uh you know, project that is uh, not only going to celebrate essential workers, but get you guys out of the house for a little while. Um, when, yeah, when, you know, when did you execute this? Ahead. Well, about I guess about six weeks ago, uh, I was talking to my daughter, Georgia. She's a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. She's 24. And uh, I said, Georgia, I want to do a road trip and rent an RV and drive across the country and go uh, personally thank uh, these these essential heroes. Uh, for all of the stuff that they do, because like we all are, we kind of trapped at home, and uh, you you feel compelled to do something, and that's that's what I wanted to do. So uh, CBS kind of jumped on board and said, "Look, we'd like to film Georgia filming you." So uh, they sent a film crew out, and then it turned uh, into something that was that was really cool. I, I had a bunch of um, of friends in, in show business, and I called them up and said, "Listen, can, can you be on a Zoom call and surprise?" you know, these truckers or sanitation workers or school teachers or boys and club, boys and girls club workers. Uh, so people like Oprah and, and Sandra Bullock and Brad Pitt, Jamie Foxx, a whole bunch of them said, look, we'd love to be a part of it. So when I was, say, talking to the, the, the cleaning crew at the hospital at the University of Alabama, Jamie Foxx was on the iPad and said, hey, I want to sing y'all a song. And it was really cool. And, and uh, it was such an honor for me to meet these folks. These are people that you don't get to see, and you certainly don't get to see them on the news very much. So it was fun for us. No, it's a great idea. And, and obviously, so the, the special is a mixture of both those moments where you're encountering these people who have been, uh, you know, working their asses off to uh, to keep everyone safe. And there's also music, which uh, which makes it cool. So it's a legitimate Grammys uh, special, correct? Yeah, there's lots of music. Dave Matthews, Tim McGraw, uh, Winton and Bramford, Marsalis. Wow, uh, Jonathan. I mean, it's it's really it's really powerful, and it's and it's such a diverse group of musicians. You know, people from from the rock and roll world and the jazz world, and there's gospel on it. And you know, basically, the show was designed to to, to give people kind of a respite from a lot of this bad news that we're getting, but also to to to, to give a break to these 
workers. I told all of them, when this show comes on, I hope y'all can be home and watch it with your families and, and realize how much we want to celebrate you. Did you surprise people while they were on the job, Harry? Well, they knew they knew some some of them we did, but most okay. of them knew that that we were coming because we had you know we had a limited amount of time, so they okay. knew hey we're going to uh, Monday afternoon and you know you show up and so they were all ready for us. So were you? So you, you we we saw you know footage of you. You're you're in what appears to be an RV driving along. Were you in fact driving for a good portion of this thing? Well, I drove the whole time. We ended up driving. 3,500 miles. Jeez. I tried to get Georgia to drive, but <laughs> she didn't want to drive. So, so I drove literally the whole time. But I liked that. I, I thought it was a couple of times it was a little scary. Like we were driving through Chinatown and we got actually turned around. We weren't supposed to be in Chinatown. <laughs> so that was kind of jacked up. And, and uh, driving to, uh, we weren't, we got lost a couple of times and, and we ended up on some streets that I don't think we're, we're built to accommodate a giant RV. So, so let me ask you this question. After, you know, we're down the road when you retire and you want to go and experience the country, do you think you're going to do it in an RV or have you had enough? I, I actually like it. I can't tell you. What, I mean, when I retire, I'll probably be 95 years old, uh, and I don't think they'll let me find any sort of wheel, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, so, you, you know, you mentioned Georgia, your daughter uh, being a filmmaker. Is she just getting started or is this something she's tinkered around with for a while? Oh, she's done more than tinker. She was, she was an NYU student. Uh, okay. You know, she's she was she worked with me on my Harry TV show. She's she's got a lot of experience. She's a freelance photographer and director and editor. So, you know, there were GoPros all over the RV and she I had her, you know, handheld on a gimbal and she was doing audio. She's she's no joke. Well, that's awesome, and the fact that you have this going on, as you said, it, it's it's a respite from um, a lot of the the bad stuff. It reminds you of uh, of of the good in people and people's willingness to step up and help other people, and uh, it couldn't come at a better time. And especially since we're dealing with uh, Father's Day weekend, you and your daughter together—that's an extra added bonus. Yeah, it was amazing. I, I'm uh, we have Jill and I have three daughters, and we we love them so much. And all the fathers out there know how special that 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 bond is. So I, I feel very lucky. Um, what what was one of the more uh, emotional moments you saw when when your celebrity friends uh, were speaking directly to somebody who was was a huge fan? I would have, Oprah always gets that reaction, you know. Oh yeah, she she. I mean that that was amazing. Uh, I remember one in particular. I was talking to a guy, a garbage collector in New Orleans, and. He uh, he said, man, why why are you talking to me? I said, because we we want to thank you. And I said, do you think what you're doing is heroic? He says, well, not not really. And and uh, we just have to do it. But this guy's picking up trash, yeah. you know, and putting his. And I flipped the iPad around, and it was Brad Pitt. And he goes, <laughs> oh wow. And, and he, <laughs> I think he said, I get you know, I guess what I'm doing is heroic. I said, you darn right it is. And everybody was so so. Oh, there was a. This uh, we got you got ten seconds for this story. Yeah. This woman named Aisha in in uh, Newark, New Jersey. Long story short, she is a teacher for underserved children. These kids don't have computers and 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 internet service. They they can't do distance learning, online learning. So she goes to every kid's house wow. and from her car will teach them every day. And I flipped the iPad around, and Queen Latifah was on it, who's also from Newark. Mm-hmm. And this woman just, you know, she just couldn't believe it. it and, th- man, I, I felt so special to be able to, 
to see that over and over again. That's awesome. Love those reactions. Yeah, especially because you are, and we've said from the beginning, there there are a lot of, obviously you're thinking of the medical workers and the first responders and all that stuff, but the people who have who've been driving trucks and, and collecting the garbage and the people who have been working throughout this, who haven't missed a day, who have kept things going so that we can have some sense of normalcy as this is progressing, they're, uh, every bit is important. Obviously everyone is important, but there's just people who have gone above and beyond. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And a lot of the people we talk to are black people, you know, people of color. Yeah. And, and these people, as you know, have been disproportionately affected by COVID. And, and uh, you know, we need we need to make sure that 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 people are aware of that. And, and, and you know, we all need to I need to do my part to, to try to spread the word. Yeah. Well, this is this is cool because, the, the, you know, as, as many Zoom sessions that I've seen and so forth, I really haven't seen where anybody's gone out and hit the road. Yes, and and met with people face to face. So I'm I'm really happy that you guys did it, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. So it's going to be on Sunday night, eight o'clock. Correct. Yes, sir. On CBS. Excellent. All right, hey Harry, keep up the great work, man. It's great to talk to you again. Thanks, guys. Same uh, here. Yep, Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. We sing is the name of the special, and that That's is cool. going to be on uh, Sunday night at 8 o'clock. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and that they did that, you know, if it was six weeks ago, and they, they must have gotten together pretty quickly. And yeah, we're spreading the infection, hitting the road. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but that's not, cool. Yeah. All right, so there's another special, and you don't have to wait till Sunday. It's <laughs> on tonight, and it's right here. Uh, it's been one of the heartbeats of Philadelphia in, on television. I saw the teaser for it pop up, and both my wife and I looked at, us, at each other and went, oh, we got to watch that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what am I playing here, Casey? Well, we have a, a, an old Action News promo. Okay. Want me to play this? Yeah, I want to hear it. With our esteemed guest on it? Yes, sir. Okay, here we go. This is Jim Gardner from Action News. I'm returning the senator's call. I'm assuming he wants to talk just about came it. in. They found a toxic waste leak. Okay, how fast can we get a crew there? That's a good point. I'm going to call someone I know on the inside, and maybe we can get no, to... We the... need more specifics about the chemicals actually buried there. All right, guys, dinner is served. I ordered the uh, chicken Kiev. Chicken Kiev? <laughs> chicken salad. <laughs> but the big story on Action News tonight is a crisis over toxic waste. Good broadcast, guys. See you tomorrow. Have a good one. Yeah, this is Jim Gardner. We're doing a follow-up on this toxic waste story, and we need confirmation. That's just a little clip yeah, of it. Cool. So, that's cool. All right, we have the man himself on the line to tell us more about this anniversary special on tonight. Mr. Jim Gardner yeah. is here this morning. Hey, Jim. Good morning, guys. So what was the Chicken Kiev thing about? <laughs> that promo was so old, I'm surprised it still plays. <laughs> wow. When when did you start? When when was your, your the year that you began at, uh, at 6ABC? Uh, June first, nineteen seventy six. Nineteen seventy six, June first. And to have, to listen, just seeing some of the footage, and even in the uh, the, the commercial for the special tonight, uh, it's just great to see um, footage from so long ago. And some people who are still obviously active with Six uh, ABC in the news, and then some people that you know have, have, have passed, and just some 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 great faces. It means a lot. There's a very familial sense yeah. to the special. Well, I think the word familial is key. I, you know, so the, the term Action News family is not just an invention of uh, of uh, WPVI marketing. You know, it, it's uh, certainly we have been a team for generations. And uh, there are not only moments where we feel very much like a family, but, but uh, that is uh, a strain, a common strain throughout uh, our organization. And uh, I think it comes through yeah. on the air a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, but but uh, you mentioned some people who uh, have passed. I have to tell you, um, 
the features that we have on this program of Gary mm -hmm. and uh, Jim O'Brien, mm -hmm. they were emotional for me, um, and I think they're going to be uh, very emotional for the audience. Those two individuals particularly made a certain kind of connection with our viewers that was uh, unusual, unique, extraordinary, and it it really comes through on this uh, program. You know, so so Gary Papa, obviously, who, who passed from from prostate cancer. I I actually invoke his name all the time, and 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 obviously, we would have preferred that things turned out differently for him. But I say this: I, I speak to uh, people facing the. Uh, I myself had it in, in twenty fourteen. And um, I say, you, you know, his legacy is saving so many, so many men who are incited to go on and get the checkups. So, um, you know, out of out of something sad became an, an, an absolute um, uh, wonderful good. But one of the things I think was always great was your on air banter with him, which I think is, is one of the things. And I know we're going to see some of that tonight. You know, I without, without being. Uh... Uh, I have to use a broad brush, but but I feel that my tenure here has come in three basic phases. The first one with Jim O'Brien and Don Tomlinson and then Gary and uh, Dave Roberts and now Deuces Rogers and Cecily Tynan. Yeah. Uh, and I can't I can't compare them. Uh, they're they're all extraordinary with Gary and Dave. We knew each other so very well that we didn't have to articulate to each other things that we were thinking. We just <laughs> knew yeah. what was going on in our, in our head. Yeah. Oftentimes, oftentimes used to crack me up, which of course I always resented tremendously. <laughs> but but Gary, Gary and Dave always knew how to do that. But you know, Gary was going through some very difficult times, as you know, uh, in the in the latter phases of that relationship. And, uh, you know, it had a tremendous impact on Dave and me because Gary would come to the set in serious pain. And, yeah. and he knew what was going on, obviously. But when that red light went on, you know, he flicked the switch and he and he summoned the Gary Papa magic. And he was brilliant, you know, and it was just a constant inspiration for us and for me. And, uh, yeah, it was an experience that that I could never see repeated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I have a memory of Gary that's actually not on television. I was actually on vacation with my family down in Ocean City. And this was um, this was not too uh, far before his passing. Um, but I just remember watching him on his bike and uh, he had the biggest smile was just enjoying life to the absolute fullest and so i will always remember that gary papa uh for the rest of my life now jim i want to ask you uh, ask you a question about your tenure there at, uh, at 6abc because i was born and raised here so i'm going to turn 45 a little bit later on so for all intents and purposes i've never uh lived a day without uh, jim gardner uh on the the broadcast and it always seems like you have been that guy and I got to say, the, the first I remember the first time I was actually out of like the area and I watched a newscast on another station in another city. And it almost seemed like it was like a, a movie trying because trying to be Jim trying Gardner, to be yeah. Jim Gardner <laughs> because you were always that guy. And so refresh my memory. Where did you start at uh, 6 ABC? Were you always were you at the six o'clock helm? No, I came to Channel 6 as the anchor of the noon news 
and as a street reporter. And uh, and I was there for a year in that role. Um, I was overjoyed to be able to work uh, in Philadelphia. I came from two years in Buffalo. I was a New York City kid growing up. Uh, so the idea of being able to come to Philadelphia was uh, was wonderful, spectacular. And uh, I expected to stay in that role for ever for an undetermined period of time. Larry Kane was the anchor of the 6 and 11 o'clock news. And, you know, it was a privilege uh, uh, to be able to watch him work. And, uh, you know, it was great. And, and then 10 months after I, I started, Larry went to New York. Uh, to work at uh, WABC in New York, and all of a sudden, Channel 6 has to find an anchor person for their 6 and 11 o'clock news. It never occurred to me, and I mean this with all <laughs> sincerity, that I would be that person. And they did, you know, one of their national searches, and uh, and at some point, Larry Pollack, who was the general manager of WPVI, um, uh, uh came to me and said, so what about you doing the 6 and 11 o'clock news? And it was just an absurd notion to me, um, but he thought it might be a, a good idea. I, I'm sure other people thought it was a harebrained idea, but, you know, Larry was the guy. So uh, we went ahead and did it. And I think one of the reasons why Larry uh, thought that might be uh, a good way to go is I think he figured that that I would stay around here for a long time, that I wouldn't be one of those people who would <laughs> see it as an opportunity to work here for a couple of years and then go somewhere else. Right. And obviously, obviously he was right. And, uh, you know, 43 years later, we're still talking. God, there are a million questions that uh, we could ask you, but I, I want to ask you uh, a pointed one right now. How many Phillies baseball games do you think you'll be able to attend this year? And when do you think your first one will be? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if these guys could get together on a deal and play some baseball? <laughs> yeah, last I yeah. heard Last I heard from Deuces last night was that there was some optimism that, that a new proposal might actually, you know, bear some fruit. So that would be great if they could play as long as they can figure out a way to keep people safe. Uh, Jim, you know, obviously this has been a, uh, a unique year uh, as far as news goes. But then again... Maybe it hasn't because you are acutely aware of what's going on year after year after year. And have you become numb to the surprises? Not necessarily in meaning that you don't feel empathy or the emotion that one might, but in the sense that, okay, here's another big one, you know? This is different. Mm -hmm. uh, this is not another story. Okay. Um, I think it's fair to say that um, of any story that we have dealt with, and I include 9-11 in that, um, obviously entirely different. And 9-11 changed our world and, and changed this country in fundamental ways. But this story is what consumes us every day. Uh, it's been going on for months. Um, we know that the audience is perhaps more engaged with everything we have to tell them now than they have ever been before. People are afraid for their own physical well-being. People are afraid for um, the possibility of losing their livelihoods and losing their jobs. Uh, and obviously, tragically, uh, too many people uh, are in that position. In fact, uh, just 
a minute ago or so before we started this conversation, uh, the Labor Department reported that another one and a half million people filed first-time unemployment benefits uh, last week, uh, which is a higher number than they anticipated. So that's, you know, very bad news. But but every day, every newscast and most of the newscast devoted to this pandemic until until George Floyd and now Richard Brooks, which has brought to the fore this inflection point in American history. Will we find ourselves on a crossroads and what path will this country take in terms of racial injustice, racial inequity? So we've got two huge stories, you know, that are converging on every newscast every day. It's a challenging time for journalists. It is uh, a fascinating time for journalists. And I have not experienced anything like this before. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, uh, Jim, and, it's, and, I, and I, I think I've said it to you a couple of times when you've been out of the camp out for hunger and supporting that effort. Uh, I, I think on, 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 a, on a basis, you know, obviously people are, are, are there's a lot of distrust a lot of times now in the news. And we're hearing some some things of, of you know, the 24 hour news cycle generates a lot of um, pandemonium and people are just getting scared to death. And I think where you can still find it being done the right way, I think, is uh, we are getting balance without the fear mongering uh, is is on the local level. And I think when I tune in and I see you at the desk uh, and, and you're in that for me, that rare pantheon of people that can dispense news that is certainly volatile and troubling, but al- allow us the, the the breaths we need to to process it i mean you're you're in that rare um category and and uh, you know it is that is that a weight to bear or is it an honor to be able to be the person that is a conduit through which we're receiving this no it is not a weight to bear um and yes i am honored every day to be in the position that i'm in and and have felt that way for 40 some odd years but you know i don't and I don't think any of my colleagues bring to work every day this sense of of um, we all feel the responsibility and yeah. and and that is that is something that we bring to work on a daily basis. But you know, we come in and we just do our jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it is not um, this enormous mission on a daily basis we come into work and and we go through the steps of doing our job and hopefully we do it well we certainly have respect for the work we have respect for the audience and we have respect for each other um uh and you know let history play itself out and and the way we're perceived uh all we can do is do the best job we can to play it down the middle um to to try to be uh, fair uh, absolutely uh, uh, require of, of ourselves to be accurate and to have empathy for the audience. It's respect for the work. It's empathy for the audience. It's respect for the audience. And we do the best the best work we can. I don't know that, that there's much more to it than that. I don't think there I, is. I think that's the heart yeah, of that's it right it. there. That's everything. Jim, on, on a lighter note, one of the more charming things <laughs> about the history of 6ABC, of Action News, uh, is the old weather board. 
and uh, <laughs> and how long it took you guys to eventually come around and then fully embrace to the nth degree technology. Yeah, you you went from George Melee's, you know, the old uh, silent film science fiction to <laughs> Avatar <laughs> in a, one quantum leap. I'm sure that's got to be featured in the special tonight. That's exactly right, uh, because there's a lot of Jim O'Brien in the special tonight, and of course he is working with uh, with uh, the old weatherboard. And Dave Roberts worked with the old weatherboard for a portion of uh, his career too. And there's one there's one spot on the uh, <laughs> on the special tonight. We used to kid and play some pranks on on uh, Dave, uh, particularly uh, with the temperature numbers on the board because they were magnetic. And so when he wasn't looking every once in a while, we would either take them and hide them. Or I remember on his 54th birthday, all of a sudden, every temperature in the United States was 54. And he would would get to the national map and take a look at this. and, And then of course break down, but there is, there is a spot. There is a spot tonight where he gets to the board and realizes that he had forgotten to put up any national temperature numbers, <laughs> and his reaction his reaction is priceless. Very, the, the weather cloud, of course, was the primary feature of the old of the old uh, uh, magnetic weather board, and uh, there was a point in time when our news director at the time, whose name was Carla Carpenter said to herself, it is time to retire the cloud. And I thought that was a terrible mistake. I thought it was a signature of Action News, and and I was very concerned about it. So she said, well, someday I'm going to do that, and it's going to be soon. A week and a half passed before I realized that our newscast or the weathercast didn't have the cloud. She called me into the office one day and said, you, you do realize that we haven't had this cloud for a week and a half. <laughs> I hadn't. She said, I guess we can do without the cloud. Right? Well, you just get married to it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. But you're right. Um, I mean, the meteorology and the technology has gotten to a point where uh, and Cecily is just spectacular mm-hmm. with this, as is Adam Joseph and all the other uh, folks who are doing our weather. Melissa and David Murphy and Chris Sowers. And, uh, they, they are meteorologists. They are scientists. And they know how to explain all of this to a general audience in ways that I find I sit there, you know, in wonderment. How do they make this stuff so understandable, so compelling, and oftentimes um, – Entertaining, yeah. You know, Cecily with her with her vortexes and <laughs> and and southern trows and and all of this stuff, and it's it's terrific. And we have come oh, centuries from what we were doing twenty five years ago with with weather as, as to what we're doing now. And the audience really appreciates it. I think it's true, and 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 I think a lot of people are aware that so many of our viewers tune in primarily for the weather. They want to know what it's going to be like tomorrow. It's important to know what it's going to be like tomorrow. How do we dress the kids in the morning as they're going to school? What about all of my plans? And, uh, you know, weather has just increased in in in, in dominance and, and prominence, I should say, in our newscast, and for good reason. And we have kept pace with that.
Jim, I want to ask you a story uh, about a story where uh, there was a car that was on fire uh, outside of your studios. And what was it that the team from across the street at NBC 10 that came out and they were cheering when that happened? Is, is that accurate? That is absolutely accurate, oh and God. lo and behold, lo and behold, that's on the special tonight. Mm. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. One of our news cruisers, one of our news cruisers, uh, had some kind of a problem under the hood, and it caught fire right on City Avenue. And uh, one of our photographers, I don't remember who it was, uh, was able to drive a car off of City Avenue right up onto the the grass. And, yes, it was right on the grass in front of Channel 10. Once the Channel 10 folks in their newsroom realized what was going on, um, they come out on the on the steps, and, and, I don't know, 15, 20 of them, they're clapping and cheering seriously <laughs> that a Channel 6 car is, is, you know, being consumed by flames right in front of their door. This happened while we were on the air. So Wow. One tele- another television station might say, hey, we, we can't show this. This is going to be embarrassing. <laughs> Not us. <laughs> no, you know what it was? It was from our weather camera when we used to do the weather outside. Dave yeah. Roberts's camera. We aim it right across the street and uh, gave a play-by-play. <laughs> you have to. It's news. So, yeah. so not only is... People, you know, cheering and clapping hysterically. I made a joke. And it was perhaps a little unseemly. I said that the Channel 10 people were so happy that this car was burning because this vehicle had personally beaten Channel 10 on a hundred stories. So they were delighted to see it retired. But, you know, that was just they're just having a little fun. Not, not only was Ron Burgundy inspired by you, but that whole fight scene in Anchorman between all the networks probably came from that story. Wow. Can we reti- can we retire a, a uh, an ill-founded myth here for once? Yes. Yeah. Let's hear it. Yes. Yep. Ron Burgundy was not patterned uh, after you, me. There you go. Who in was it patterned after? Well, I, I don't know for sure, but I'm sure you remember, uh, and he was um, such a good, uh, professional, uh, spectacular anchor guy, Mort Krim, uh, who was on Channel 3 for years, and, and he left Philadelphia to go to Detroit. And when, from what I understand, uh, Ron Burgundy was patterned after Mort Krim, who, uh-huh. who, who was just an estimable uh, talented anchorman. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, but I, not, I... but not me. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair let's enough. Put, let's put that to rest. All right. All right. We, we, Officially, we just, you've heard it here. It. All right. Well, Jim, we're fascinated. Obviously, it's you know, uh, uh, it's such a a long history and such an important. Uh, synergy with with the city itself and residents here, and uh, it's just fun. It's great. It's just it, 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 to me, it just seems like it's. We're very excited to watch the special tonight. Yeah, so it's on uh, at eight o'clock. It's on at eight o'clock, and and by the way, I mean it's an hour long special, and it's not all just fun and games. Clearly, there's sure there's a lot of serious um, uh, reflection. Uh, we, we talk about the big stories over um, you know a period of. Uh, of 50 years, both local and, and national and international, and uh, a lot of the people uh, uh, and our alumni who have come through Channel 6 uh, get an opportunity to say hello. And uh, I just think, I haven't seen it all, but I've seen much of it, 
it's a superbly done show um, produced by Wendy um, Dockenbaugh, who is who is just a, a talented, spectacular producer. A lot of the segments are written by one of our executive producers, Rick Williams and Wendy, and the editing is is just superb. It's it's a great show, and uh, I'm looking forward to being able to see it for the first time in its totality. Very um, nice. I think our viewers. I think our viewers will really enjoy it. And I think also when you look at this and you look at the history and you look at a lot of times when there were other bleak moments in the in the city and you realize the old adage, one my mother was very fond of, this too shall pass. So in this time, it would help also to be reminded of that and, you know, uh, how, how things move along. So, But the special looks incredibly compelling. We're looking forward to it, Jim. Thank you so much, guys. Nice to talk to you. Thanks for having me on. Anytime. Jim Gardner, guys. Yeah. 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 All right, so... Yeah, I got to watch that tonight. It's going to be on at 8 o'clock. And Jim's so great, man. He's just the <laughs> nicest guy. And um, he, he knows more about the stuff that's happened around here than we've forgotten. I mean those classic. Or he's forgotten more. Yeah, Never he's mind. forgotten more. Than... I forgot what I needed to say. Yeah. But though he can recall the year of every movie yes. after the nineties, yes. like two people that can do that. <laughs> yeah. And oh, uh, his seagull impression is unparalleled. <laughs> <laughs> what was that one hurricane that he reported on that was down in Louisiana? <laughs> Well, <laughs> what did you say? You, it was supposed to be Katrina. What did you say? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> it was like Cretina. 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 It was uh, but after the, it went through, everyone was more muscular. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, real quick, a couple of uh, shout outs, and then, we, then we're going to take a quick break. But uh, I got this from, oh, my God. Is really? it Cretina? It's Cretina. No, it isn't. No, it's Katrina. Oh. Look at this. <laughs> really? Oh my God! This yes. is from Katrina <laughs> Watchenfeld. I had no idea. Okay, yeah, all right. Uh, longtime listener, Y one hundred days, and uh, it used to be on, on my way in from high school to and from high school, and now here we are, almost twenty years later, and we are moving out of the listening area to Hanover, Pennsylvania, this uh-huh. weekend. When I met my husband, he started listening as well, especially as it took a uh, two-hour daily commute, and I was a podcaster. Then we switched jobs, and I commute. Uh, and I commute and listen live, and he podcasted. Uh, at the end of the day, something related to the show would usually come up in our conversation. Anytime there's a contest or the Christmas miracle, we would not listen uh, live and listen to it together. And now, with the move, we will both podcast. Um, here's to you guys for keeping us sane, our two-hour commute daily with three kids in the car. Uh, thanks for the uh, entertainment that laughs. Casey, thanks for teaching my two-year-old to say annoying things like la di da di da obes <laughs> over and over again during that commute. Uh, we will remain faithful podcasters and hopefully uh-huh. uh, bring your show to more people in York County. Uh, Gadzooks, you guys rock from Katrina. <laughs> so here's a shart. And then one more quick one, and they sent a bunch of pictures to us from Tiffany. It says that uh, my husband's a huge Dedicated, longtime fan. He is from Ben Salem, but now we live in San Francisco. However, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. He still listens to your podcast every day. Therefore, by association, I have become a big fan. And he listens every morning in the shower, and I hear him laughing out loud while I'm in the other room getting ready. We listen together on long drives, and he basically uses you guys' as reference for his pop culture knowledge. Usually when he says, I hear blank is a great movie, I respond with, who says? Preston and Steve? And so we basically use your names in our daily conversations. We even look at, uh, we even took a red eye. So you guys remember this. You, we took a red eye before seeing our family for Christmas last year. 
just to make it to the Christmas Miracle broadcast. We landed at 5.30, and we're at Parks Casino with a beer in hand by 6.15 a.m. I talked to them. And said, she says it was probably, no, it was definitely his favorite thing about coming home for Christmas <laughs> that year. He's turning 40 this week on the 20th, so uh, we're not going to be able to, I'll do it today. Uh, and I would love to give him a shout out. His name is Colin Lyons. And uh, he's Chubby Lions on Instagram. <laughs> uh, check him out. He's also a pretty awesome artist. So uh, right, here's per- another one. And that is from uh, Tiffany for uh, her hubby, Chubby, Colin Lyons. So that's cool, man. They were out. We I chatted with them for a bit. They were talking about how many times their cars were broken into in San Francisco. At that time, they were thinking about moving back. I don't know if that they're still going to follow through with that. But, yeah, that's awesome that they do that. So happy birthday. All right. With all of that, let's take a break and come back and remind you, as well, our friends from Dunkin' stop by uh, and to pick up a refresher when you go by. They're made with uh, iced green tea, flavored fruit concentrate, B vitamins. Uh, Dunkin' refreshers are beautifully bold beverages that will keep guests feeling renewed and refreshed. So thank you, Dunkin', for coming by here today. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Dear old dad. Here's to the man who traded his kick-ass sports car for a minivan, his beer bomb for diaper duty, and those idle weekends on the couch for futile furniture assembly. This weekend, in honor of all the dads who rock, 93.3 WMMR celebrates Father's Day with a daddication weekend. Call or text in your request for your pop, dad, the old man, or whatever you call the guy who raised you right. Daddications from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, let's uh, do the Bizarre Fox. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Fox. And it's brought to you by HERS, the official chip of taking your summer to the next level. When it comes to snacking this summer, keep it Philly, Philly, and make it HERS. HERS forever good. Uh, here's a cautionary tale as things are loosening up uh, restriction-wise. Uh, the woman in Florida, Erica Crisp, has been short of breath for several days and tested positive for COVID-19. So had more than a dozen of her friends. The one thing they all had in common, a night out at Lynch's Irish Pub on June 6th in Jacksonville Beach. Crisp, a 40-year-old healthcare worker, by the way, from mm-hmm. Jacksonville, said she's been sick for eight days and 15 of her friends have also tested positive for COVID-19. Lynch, Lynch, uh, or wait, Lynch's, the Irish pub, learned that some of its customers had tested positive for coronavirus after visiting the pub, and the general manager opted to shut down voluntarily over the weekend for deep cleaning. Chris said she and her friends had been careful with social distancing and had stayed indoors for months and doing everything the right way. And then she said, the first night we go out, Murphy's Law. Uh, she said, the only thing that we have in common is that we went to that one bar. Uh, she said she regrets going out to celebrate after months of quarantine. She said, I think we were careless, and we went out into a public place when we should not have, and we were uh, not wearing masks. And I think uh, we had a whole out-of-sight, out-of-mind mentality. Uh, the state opens back up and said everybody was fine, so we took advantage of that. So it still can happen, so keep that in mind. That that whole group of them ended up with, and she's a healthcare worker. In Ireland, a large increase in rats leaving the sewers and infesting city streets and suburbs has emerged during the pandemic as pest control teams have been or have been curtailed Dublin city council has said Irish rats and rats described by one councilor as big enough to put a saddle on 
are eating through brickwork and circumventing traps to infest homes, gardens, and even cars. It just keeps getting better. Uh, Reason warm weather, fewer people on the streets, and increased illegal dumping have encouraged more rats into the open. However, its ability, the council's Some ability... Some song for the rats out there that are out there larger than ever. So big you can put a saddle on. We love you. Uh, it's uh, the, to tackle infestations have been reduced as the health service executive pest control services were restricting uh, restricted during the pandemic. Uh, and they're also getting into cars and ruining the engines, just like we were talking about the That's other day. Right. We eat the engines. We'll eat everything. We're Irish rats. We're a different breed. Yep. Yeah, man, they can really buzzsaw through wires yep. and chew through metal. Yep. Uh, they're just unbelievably destructive. All right. A woman without a ticket or government-issued ID walked past a Transportation Security Admission a- a- Administration agent and entered a terminal at Orlando International Airport in October by blending in with a group of people. And then she boarded a Delta flight bound for Atlanta by pretending to be a wheelchair patient. Wow. Uh, the Orlando Sentinel reported the plane had departed the gate and was on the tarmac before employees realized the woman had slipped past them. The agency released a 30-page report after initially denying requests for documents. The names of the people involved uh, were redacted from the report. Surveillance videos that show the woman slipping past security and getting on the plane were also withheld under national security exemption. The, that morning, the woman presented a JetBlue baggage receipt to a TSA agent checking boarding passes and IDs at the terminal. And the agent told her she needed to go to the JetBlue desk and another terminal to receive the ticket. She returned 30 minutes later and she skirted around two families who were showing their documents to agents. She passed through the x-ray machine, went to gate 71 where people gathered to board the Atlanta-bound flight. She lined up with the wheelchair passengers during the pre-boarding process and then went around them when the gate agent scanned their boarding passes. So she just kind of slipped. Yeah, very wily. And she got lucky, Yeah, I think is what it is. Uh, She entered the jet bridge and a gate agent asked if she had been scanned. She selected a seat on the plane and was later confronted by a passenger who actually had a ticket for that seat. <laughs> she refused to show a boarding pass, claiming that she threw it away after getting on the plane. And the plane returned to the gate. Passengers were removed and rescreened when questioned by the TSA. She showed them a selfie on her cell phone that she said that she used as an ID. Of course. That's a legitimate ID, right? A selfie? She said, that's my face. Can you make it out? Yeah. Well, that's uh, you, all right. Go ahead. Go in the cockpit. She was escorted out of the terminal. A few days later, authorities identified her through facial recognition software. The report says she has a history of mental health issues. I'm sorry, Miss Winfrey. And uh, they are looking into that. But they're kind of taken aback that she was able to get that far. Uh, and sneak by S- Sometimes, yeah. if you do it with the right amount of finesse, yeah. but you shouldn't do it. The color of water in Maharashtra's Lonar Lake, also known as Lonar Crater, which crater which was formed after a meteorite hit Earth some 50,000 years ago, has changed to pink. Wow. The change in color of the water of the lake has not surprised locals, but also nature enthusiasts and scientists. Experts say this is not the first time that the color change has happened. Last year, uh, the water of this lake had turned reddish, and the water levels of this lake is always fluctuating. Again, the salinity and algae in the water causing the change in, or what's tra- causing the change in color. So it's pink right now. Yeah, due to the evaporation. It looks like Pepto-Bismol then. I would imagine, yeah. yeah. Due to the evaporation of water, the salinity on the water has increased, and the color will soon turn normal when the lake gets rainwater, but I'd like to see that. I would, too. A pink lake. 
All right, then we'll do. Uh, actually, we'll wrap it up right there. What? Okay. Yep. Huh? And there. Sorry. <laughs> hey, we'll be back tomorrow. All right. Yeah. Bro. No sad bro. It's no Friday sad tomorrow. bro. Yeah. We'll have more. Damn. All right. We're going to take a break. When we return, we'll see if you have been paying close attention because we'll have a lesson question about today's show and trash and music news, of course. Those things coming up in a sec. Stay with us. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. As we ease back into life bit by bit, Acme wants to help you reconnect bite by bite. When doors start to open, when parks are filling with laughter again, and you can reconnect with family and friends over food, Acme will be there with you every step of the way. For birthdays and barbecues, parties and picnics, and of course, down the shore. Celebrate life together with Acme, your favorite local supermarket, and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. In the meantime, uh, today's lesson question prize is a digital download of Scoob. And let's see if you know the answer to this question. What does Megan Fox like to call Machine Gun Kelly? Do you remember this? I think I do. 215-263-WMMR. You said it, but I don't... <laughs> I never remember what the hell we Neither talked about. Neither do I. What does Megan what... Fox like to call Machine Gun Kelly? Oh. Uh, you know, he's got a real name, but she calls him this. 215-263-WMMR. Because we were wondering if she calls him Mac or Gun or whatever. And Steve said she likes to call him this. And I remember your name, which should be your new adopted name. We'll talk about that when we get the answer. All right. 215-263-WMMR. We are going to do the trash while you're calling him. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, let's get some stories. What's going on this morning? All right. In a resurface magazine interview from 1991, Cher rips Madonna apart, saying that she is completely unattractive and just not talented. Addressing the interview, Cher notes it took place almost 30 years ago and says she's amazed at how well it's held up. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hot on the heels of her successful vagina-scented candle, Gwyneth Paltrow's company, Goop, is now releasing a new product called This Candle Smells Like My Orgasm. Mm -hmm. Paltrow reportedly dramatically upped the ante with her follow-up called this candle smells like a dude who just ate asparagus has blasted into my dookie hole. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is getting very specific now. And then finally, a source is speaking out about Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly's romance, saying it has gotten very, very serious very fast. Friends say Fox can't stop smiling, but they admit that could just be a side effect of the cheek implants. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. All right, to the phones we go. Uh, speaking of Machine Gun Kelly and uh, Megan Fox, what does Megan Fox like to call Machine Gun Kelly? <laughs> and we're going to go to Sean, see if he knows. Hey, Sean. Yo, bitch. Yo, Yo bitch. bitch. All right, Sean. <laughs> what does uh, Megan like to call Machine Gun Kelly? Pud. Pud. <laughs> Absolutely, sir. Hang on. Sean just got himself a digital download of Scoob and Scooby-Doo Shaggy Mystery Incorporated. Face their toughest mystery yet, and it's available to own now. So, congrats. We're going to do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Yeah! Dickhead. 
All right, got a few stories here, and we're going to start with this one. Uh, Lars Ulrich, Metallica, revealed in a new interview that the band, uh, they are exchanging new musical ideas via Zoom and email while they are continuing to shelter in place. It's actually a creative process. Uh, Lars said, we're just starting in the last four weeks. Maybe we connected again. And uh, we now have connected creatively, huh. and now we're sort of in discovery mode, and I think it's a good way to say it. They actually produce a lot of music. I mean, they, they're always working on one-offs and stuff like that. So we are sending ideas to each other via email and via Zoom and uh, trying to make music in these unusual situations. Asked how making a quarantine album would be different from a normal one. He said, well, so far, at least the sonic side of it and the practical elements are in surprisingly good shape, actually. So... Now we just got to figure out how much we can create without being in the same space. Uh, in early May, the four members recorded a new version of their song, Blackened, with each member separated in his home. Uh, the band has postponed any live dates for this year. The Pretty Reckless singer, Taylor Momsen, had said in an interview that the uh, talking about how the band got uh, Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine to play guitar on his new album, Death by Rock and Roll. Uh, Momsen said, I've known Tom for a few years now, uh, but we kind of reconnected at the I'm the Highway tribute for Chris Cornell. We both played the with Soundgarden on the song Loud Love, and I was making the record, the song, and so it went, came about. And I called him up, and I said, this is begging for your voice on this. This is begging for a Tom Morello solo. And she said, he has such a unique voice and a unique sound that is so distinctive to him. I think she just means his guitar. Sure, sure. And I said, dude, are you in? Do you like the song? Is it something that you can contribute to? And then he was all about it, and he sent back his wizardry. It uh, comes in slamming and is so undeniably Tom Morello. Uh, he makes the song, She said, or he makes the song, it's awesome. Uh, he joined previously announced guest Kim Thale at Matt Cameron. Uh, and Matt Cameron from Soundgarden on the early 2021 release. Death by Rock and Roll is the Pretty Reckless's fourth studio album. And the title track recently cracked the top ten at Rock Radio. We played it yesterday, man. It's got some balls to it. It does. Ozzy Osbourne says that he is slowly getting better after suffering from several medical issues last year, including a fall, neck surgery, and hospitalization for the My flu. tummy hurt. And his tummy hurt. Uh, the legendary singer spoke about uh, how he is handling life during a pandemic uh, during a Wednesday appearance on his wife Sharon's daily show, The Talk. Uh, Ozzy said, I've never been at home this long in my whole career, so I've had a chance to see my wife's side of the fence more than me being on the road. So it's had its moments, I must confess. Asking how he's feeling at the moment, Ozzy said, I'm getting better. It's a slow process, but I'm getting there slowly but surely. In other news, Ozzy is one of the many notable artists contributing rare, one-of-a-kind items to an upcoming auction to benefit Music Care's Relief Fund. Others include Billie Eilish, The Killers, Brandon Flowers, um, Black Sabbath's Tony Iommi, uh, Robert Plant, uh, Willie Nelson, Cher, Des uh, Depeche oh. Mode, Blake Shelton, and more. What has he donated to this, eh? Uh, it didn't say. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the killers, uh, the tune, uh, they've, they've shared a rousing new song called My Own Soul's Warning, taken from the band's upcoming sixth studio album, which is called Imploding the Mirage. The tune is actually the opening number of the LP, which was originally slated to arrive May 29th, but it is now delayed indefinitely. Imploding the Mirage is also the killers' first album without original guitarist Dave Kooning. 
But it will feature guest appearances from Lindsey Buckingham. Wow. Katie Lang. Whoa. Uh, the Warren Drugs' Adam uh, Grandusiel, uh, Blake Mills, and more. That's eclectic. It is. Uh, the Killers also recently posted a new stripped-down rendition of their 2019 pro set protest song, uh, which is called Land of the Free, featuring newly revised lyrics that address the death of George Floyd. Uh, the original version of the song came out in January of last year. It spoke out against gun violence and Donald Trump's proposed border wall. Well, this sounds pretty interesting. Coming to select theaters in August from filmmaker Scott Crawford is Cream, America's only rock and roll magazine. The primarily crowdfunded documentary, which has been blowing minds across the indie film festival circuit, features such notables as Alice Cooper, Bob Seger, Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ted Nugent, Michael Stipe, Iggy Pop, NC5 guitarist Wayne Kramer. My brother used to get Cream magazine all the time. Mountains Leslie West, Marshall Crenshaw, Chad Smith of the Chili Peppers, uh, Handsome Dick Manitoba. The Runaways' Sherry Curie and Sex Pistols' John Lydon. The documentary tells a brutal early history of the Detroit magazine as it came into its own in the late 60s and early 70s, featuring such brilliant era-defining rock writers as Lester Bangs, who is that's who uh, is play, portrayed in um, Almost Famous, I believe, yeah, by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Hoffman yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robert Christigo, uh, Greil Marcus, Susan Weidel, Ben Edmonds, all these writers... Uh, Cameron Crowe was one of them. Yep. Of course, he's the kid in that movie. So, you know, it's a character based on him. Uh, who, back in 1971, by the way, and Dave Marsh, who, back in 1971, was the first to coin the term punk rock. He created that. Alice Cooper re- recalled the moment when Cream's Lester Bangs made his initial comment on the band. He said, we finally got an album out. Lester Bangs reviewed it as, quote, a tragic waste of plastic. <laughs> and he laughed and said, that's a great review. <laughs> Lester Bangs, by the way, uh, the world-famous heart and soul of Cream, spoke about rock like no one ever had before him. He said in uh, an interview one time, let's take Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Here is, like, musical sterility at its pinnacle. A band that has absolutely no soul, has nothing. There's no feeling in the music. So he didn't hold back, and he beat up pretty hard. I forget who it was. It might have been Steely Dan, um, or uh, they put... One of these guys, one of their just shredding, horrible reviews as the liner notes of an album. Uh-huh. And it was funny because, you know, if you're a fan of the music, you're going to love it anyway. Yeah. And just to read it was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so I'd be interested to see this quite a bit. Yeah, Steve, I, I would... I wasn't a subscriber to Cream. I was aware of it, but I, I would flip through it every now and then. But Absolutely. it was it was one of the the you know it was that and Rolling Stone, and then you had like Circus Magazine, and, yep. and those were your that's how you got your that's news. That's it. Yeah, Not your favorite artist. If if you didn't hear it on the radio, you'd read it in those magazines. All right, and there you go. That's what I have for uh, music news this morning. We're gonna take a break, and when we get back. Uh, Letter of the day, word of the week, that stuff. Uh, So stay with us. We will not be gone long. In these difficult times, MMR reminds you, social distancing doesn't mean you can't still be social. Good morning, my neighbors! Connect with us on your favorite social media platform today. After all, since we're going to be here a while, let's make the best of it together, but safely. Because we don't know where your timeline has been. Oh, my God. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Real quick weather forecast. I haven't 
that we mentioned a couple times today. We have uh, some isolated thunderstorms today. I have about 81. And then afternoon thunderstorms. I'm seeing a lot of thunderstorms. Or what, what did Blaris used to call them? T-boomers. 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 And uh, what is it? Bombogenesis? Was that the other one he used to refer to a lot? Oh, my God. I don't know. Some sort of weather. I think it's Bombogenesis. And we used to mock him. Matt Court said he just ran into him the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just, uh, I think they were at Rouge, maybe, and they were waiting for a table, and John kind of walked by, and so he he got to catch up with him a little bit. I'd like to see John. I know. We haven't seen him in forever. Uh, So we have some uh, T-boomers on Saturday. Uh, high eighty one, and then T boomers on Sunday. Now the T boomers are that could, they could crop up, but there could be some sun as well, right? So it's it seems to be like uh, when uh, on Saturday and Sunday. Oh, I, was, I don't I was know. Kind of looking on the extended AccuWeather. Yeah, no, I don't know. I just mine just has little icons. Usually, it will say scattered thunderstorms, scattered T boomers. If it means <laughs> that there's going to be peaks of sun, but this just says T boomers. So I, I saw for Sunday at least because the, uh, I saw a Father's Day report. They said um, oh. that it was thunderstorms in the morning. Uh, to that there it would be likely like about eighty percent morning T boomers. Morning T boomers, but then scattered T boomers for the rest of the afternoon. All right. Okay. Did you just hear how much noise? The, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. The the door makes it's. <laughs> It's getting worse. It's not your fault. It's not your fault, Pierre. It's, no, I it's noticed been, it yesterday. There it's are haunted a... crypts where the doors make less. Yeah. <laughs> There's something with the doors in this building. Every door doesn't work properly. Do you know what I think it is? I think because they're doing so much construction, the actual infrastructure of the building is shifting, and uh, and uh, it's just causing all this stuff to start creaking. It happened for years before that, though. I mean, it's just the, every well, now yeah, and then these now, doors start making noises. Our it, doors, yes, to the studio would always, every once in a while, they would creak or make that noise. But now, like, the doors to get into our suite, you you scan your tag, and you can't just pull the door open. You have to push it first. What then is you that, put, that What is then that you put, No, it's down. It's all the doors. It's down. Really? Yep, it's down at the other end. And then at least the women's bathroom, uh, you have to do the same thing. You no think kid. you can push and open, but you can't. You have to Steve's, pull it first. Steve's observation has then merit it. then, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Shifting the whole foundation of the building. Well, the, the building is just evil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's, it's just. Uh, it's haunted by demons. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, We should go back to the city. That's a great idea. <laughs> I've got it's, this idea. It's so much cheaper. I'll buy the station and we'll move back to Rittenhouse Square. <laughs> <laughs> buy the station. Right? Yeah. Wow. And if I, you cover parking, I'm down with that. I, no, I'll get yes. parking. Yes. We'll, and the we'll city have, wage tax. Yeah, we'll have no. Everyone's going to get massive increases. Yeah, we all get five percent raises. No, yeah. to cover, five. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. All right. And free dental. You guys deserve the world. <laughs> I wouldn't and, mind uh, if you were running the company. Uh, dude, it'll be so <laughs> Into great. Into the ground. <laughs> um, but uh, it'll, be, it'll be a love company. Yeah. yeah. Man. In fact, uh, it, instead of at the top of the hour where it goes a Beasley broadcast station, it'll go a love station. <laughs> I love you, man. Yeah. And then that, that, there'll be that fateful meeting in front of the investors. We're a love company. <laughs> well, there won't be any investors. Oh, all right. There'll I'll be, be no one in that meeting. No, there'll be, it'll just be me. Yeah, I'll be just buying it outright. There you go. Yeah. Oh, that's I'll, awesome. You know, it's like um, I'm Howard Hughes's uh, distant nephew. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. See, just following my head, man. We're all on board. It's actually a wonderful place. It's a great place. And we're, oh, and our studios can have balconies so we can walk out and look on Rittenhouse Square. And um, then we'll have, we can have little picnic tables out there. So on nice days, we can have picnics out there. And if we have a guest in, and it's really nice, we'll have the guest in, interview them outside on the balcony looking Mm -hmm. out over Rittenhouse Square. I love love it. it. Okay. Can we have a bathroom in the studio? Of course. Yes. No. You guys get. 
I don't do want you, you taking a crap in the studio. Not it, like adjacent to the uh, studio. In the like, corner. Like if there were a door right over there. Yeah. In the corner. I'll just give you a pot. You can yeah. go right, yeah. right down there. Like the good old days. That was a great, I, I heard that earlier. That was wild. <laughs> oh, all the, high, the ancient hygiene yeah. Practices. Kathy would have been so at home in those oh, days. Right. Yeah, right. Oh, my and God. Did one outfit for a week, or was yeah. that it? For or a season. For, for one season. outfit for a season. Yeah. Wow. Four four outfits a year. Three to four outfits a year. Yeah. Well, back in the day, I wore the same sweater every day, uh, and DeBella said, I can't stand you seeing that sweater every, uh, again. <laughs> and he said, we need, it was in the era of Live Aid and Band-Aid, yeah. he goes, I'm starting Sweater Aid. Please send Pierre your sweaters. <laughs> and I got like 15 sweaters. I didn't want them. I didn't. But <laughs> but uh, I was able to change my sweater. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Hey, by the way, real quick, I want to thank our guest, Harry Connick Jr. Yay! Harry has, uh, it sounds like a cool special. United, we sing a Grammy tribute to the unsung heroes. And uh, it's Sunday from 8 to 10 p.m. That's on CBS. And then we had a great conversation with Jim Gardner, 6 ABC Action yeah. News. The 50th anniversary special is hosted by Jim tonight at 8 o'clock. Sounds like it's going to be great. So watch that if you get a chance. Uh, We shall do the letter of the day if you are indeed ready. And you are. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. C is in carpenter. If I were a carpenter and you were a lady, would you marry me anyway? Would you have my baby? If I were a carpenter, and you were Bobby something or other. Um, Yeah, I remember. um, Bobby. Goldsboro. Goldsboro. Okay. If I were a carpenter, and and you you were a lady, lady, would you marry me What era are we talking? 60s? 60s. 60s. Late 70s, early 70s. (laughs) The the slams. The early slams. Yeah. By the way, we're going to give away a Pizik round barbecue and fire pit kit from Landis Block. And Landis Block, start imagining your own backyard paradise uh, by looking at the photo gallery online at LandisBC.com. So we're going to give that away tomorrow. Excited about that, that it is Friday. So what is up on today's program, sir? We've got a birthday block for Mr. McCartney, Sir Paul McCartney, workforce block of The Offspring, and Bruce Springsteen. Uh, Clarence passed away today in 2011, so we'll feature some of the great Clarence uh, songs. Jungle Land certainly comes to mind at 9 minutes and 33 seconds. will be nice on a day like this. Yeah. So, And it was Bobby Darren, by the way. They put the graphic up on the screen. Oh, it was Bobby Darren. Okay. Yeah. Bobby, I think he was from Philly, wasn't he? Which I didn't remember it as being Bobby Darren, but I guess maybe. No, no, no. I'm thinking of Bobby. 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 Some of the V. But the guy that was in the time tunnel. McFerrin. Oh, James Darren. James Darren. Yeah. I'm sorry. Is he from Philly? James Darren was from Philly. We're the only probably three people on earth that remember the time time tunnel. (laughs) Uh, That was a great show. It was. Erwin Allen. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me thank our sponsors. President Steve Show has been brought to you today by Acme Markets, fresh food, local flavors. Also brought to you by Duncan. And I want to thank them again for coming by. And they brought some wonderful goodies and to help celebrate summer refreshing taste at a special price. Duncan is offering medium Duncan refreshers for $2 all day at participating Duncan locations. They're good. And that is through July 28th. Also, uh, and don't forget, you can... Um, Visit DuncanCoffeeBreak.com and send your dad a Duncan E gift card today. And hers, the official snack food for the summer. Uh, tomorrow on the program, it's Friday, bro. No sad. We'll see what we get into Friday morning. That's it. We are done. Ray John, have a great day. See ya. 
Preston and Steve. Love you. Hate you. Live. If I got poop on my arm, I'd wash it off. So why not do the same for your butt? What the hell is wrong with you people? You're insane. Next message. It's a free country, so you can choose sit or stand when you wipe your ass. But please, wash your hands. Next message. You know what pisses me off? Wipe shaming. Don't let these haters bring you down, Casey. In these uncertain times, we all need to come together. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. For the latest in Overwatch League action, check out the Owl's Nest with me, Robbie Landis, and my co-host, Jake Lyon. For new episodes every Friday at CheckpointXP.com or download from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts.